0: So, last week we picked up once again in the Darklands and spent the whole session on your long journey through this uh, highway, this Duragar highway known as the Long Walk. We got through a couple days of encounters. There were some dragons that laid an ambush for you. There were some ropers that had disguised themselves as stalactites and tried to pull you into a chasm, but with your magical prowesses you, uh, didn't really well, Flendak took some damage from falling, but the four of you didn't really take any damage from falling into the chasm and, uh, ran away from the ropers before they could really pose too much of a threat and continued your journey and... That is actually where we pick up here at the beginning of the fourth day on the long walk. You have covered a distance of maybe 40 to 45 miles at this point, but you still have a long way to go before you get to your destination. And as we jump into the fourth day here, is there anything you guys wanted to do in character Prior to, like, after the Roper fight and prior to the day four? Or are we all good?
1: I think Kieran's good.
2: Just normal mingling, I suppose. Yeah, just my deific obedience, yeah.
3: Yep, I'm doing my uh, deific obedience as well.
2: I'm smacking stones really loud, as Orin does.
3: (laughs) Uh, I do love that.
0: So, yeah, you guys... Begin the day with all of your uh, daily necessities and getting prepared for the journey ahead, and you begin to collapse your uh, campsites and begin moving down the long walk. And again, you get several hours into your trip this day when Flindak spots something in the distance and brings your group to a halt, and he says... Looks like there's a Durgar patrol up ahead. Doesn't look like they've seen us yet. Uh, cover your faces, especially the surface dwarf. He'll only complicate things. I need one of you to come with me to negotiate, preferably somebody that speaks under common. And uh, basically we have two options. We can pay a toll, or we can fight. Given that uh, you're all from the surface, and how decked out in magic trinkets you are. Uh, the is gonna be high, but, uh, I'd say it's probably still a better option than fighting. With me here, they at least won't attack on sight, and I can maybe give you a chance to try to talk them down a bit, but, uh, still, I'd bring a couple thousand gold with you, just in case. Uh, I'm probably not the best for that, <laughs> I don't think they'll want to see me. Yeah, no, anyone other than the service dwarf, literally anyone. <laughs>
4: Do you think if I cast Invisibility on him, would they have any way of knowing that he was invisible?
0: Uh, nah, not to my knowledge.
4: Alright, well, Jessup, I think you're the only good option for going with him to try to negotiate since you have a silver tongue and you can speak their language. I can cast Invisibility on Oren, maybe with the Metamagic Rod, to last a bit, and hopefully we can bypass before that runs out.
1: Uh, maybe. I mean, won't they hear the clunking?
4: Well, Gideon can just walk next to him. He'll cover the sound for both of them.
0: Yeah, the only danger would be if anybody if anybody of them has detect magic and they spot an invisible guy, that would uh, be dangerous. But if they don't have that sort of uh, ability, then it might work.
4: I mean, if it comes to that, then we would fight, I guess.
1: Um, I mean, I I can go if you guys want. Um, wait, do you need me to hide my face when I'm talking to them? Might be a little tough.
0: Uh, you're probably oh. not as bad. I mainly meant the dwarf.
1: Oh well, you're not too bad yourself. All right, let's go. Um, Jessup will. Do I have time to cast spells? Like, I don't know with that.
0: You don't think so? Uh, you know that his dark vision is a little bit further than a normal Duragar's, so he probably spotted them just a few moments before they spotted you, and maybe you guys were like slowly moving backwards just to stay out of their dark vision range while you were talking.
1: All right. I'm assuming, and you did, because it's a new day. We would have did the dark vision communal.
0: Yeah,
4: I already have that marked off on the sheet.
1: Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, so I guess if Flynn's ready to go, he looks back. All right, wish me luck. If you hear screaming, please come help. Preferably my voice.
0: Okay. So as you begin to walk forward, uh, you get to like the point where they would have their dark vision, and they begin to... I guess it's kind of like raising an alarm, but it's more like just making a series of... of rhythmic noises that Flindak will then respond to in kind. Some sort of call sign, it seems to be. And he then leads you up closer to them. And you can see that there are six Duragar in this particular patrol. Two of them in front are more heavily armored than the four in back, One of them steps up to come closer to you. And he says, Hey, what's your business here? And Flindak responds, saying, Uh, I'm just guiding a few, uh, folks down the long walk here. And they kind of go back and forth. This is all in Undercommon, by the way. So as long as you speak Undercommon, Jessup, you can follow the conversation.
1: Oh, I most certainly do.
0: They go back and forth about this for a little bit. And, uh... As Flindak, uh, uh assumed, the leader here asks for a toll for the members of your group that are passing through. And so I, I assume the plan here is that you are going to say that it's just the three of you because the dwarf's invisible?
4: Uh, four of us.
0: Flendec is excluded as a oh, as a member yes. of like as like a member of the empire. He's kind of excluded from the toll. He's usually the oh, yes, the toll. Oh yes, and
1: supposedly it's fine, Yes. Uh, so just out of the conversation, yes, it would be three.
0: Okay. So the guy steps. He says, "All right, uh, that'll be." And he's kind of looking behind you at the the other two that he can see, and he's kind of appraising you specifically, uh, Jessup, the one that's close to him. And he can see all of the the goodies that you've got on you. He can tell that you're from the surface. He can tell that you are well-equipped. He says, All right, that's going to be about a thousand gold per person.
1: A thousand seems pretty steep.
0: Well, my eyes could be deceiving me, but it uh, looks like uh, you, uh, you've got plenty of stuff on you. I imagine you can afford it.
1: Well, it's not necessarily a matter of uh, affording, but uh, what uh, seems fair... Uh, You were looking me up and down, I'm not sure what you may have saw, or if you just kind of liked what you were looking at, just a chuckle, (laughs) but uh, let's say maybe 500 per person. We'll start from there.
0: Go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check.
1: All right. Yeah, 37! Okay... (laughs) Hey, you know, since my wife passed and Husk left me, I haven't had anybody given that gaze in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
0: geez, the geez. only one that
1: stared at me with those goggles.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that uh, that does beat the DC thirty. So nice. <laughs> he kind of Naji says, uh, "All right, I suppose this, this is your first time in the long walk, right?" Just some dots. All right, well, uh, yeah, I guess I can give you a little bit of a discount as a first-time tourist. 500 gold will be uh, fine per person, so that's the three of you. That'll be 1,500.
1: Jessup will stand there and... Okay, well, I'm not the one that carries out uh, gold necessary on my persons, but to show good faith, I'll stand here. Flynn, if you wouldn't mind going and getting the uh, other two, then we will be paid once they get up here.
0: Flynn will nod and go back to the rest of you and he says alright looks like
1: we've uh, negotiated
0: a toll uh, I don't know which one of you carries the money but it's going to be 1500 for all of you um, they're under the impression that it's just the three of you so if, uh, if the dwarf could stand really close to the guy in armor and time your steps perfectly then uh, come with me
4: would it help if I cost fly on him would that make him quieter
0: Uh, at this point they'd probably notice more casting we're in their line of sight at this point
4: alright we'll see how this goes
3: stick to me then Orin be quiet Orin will do
0: so okay so all of you guys walk up to meet up with Jessup there I would like Orin to give me a stealth check you are invisible (laughs) so you
3: get a plus 20 can I aid? Did I roll to aid his stealth check by walking in a really noisily way? Oh, I
2: do like that. I do like that.
0: Actually, I'll allow it. Yeah, All right.
3: that's All neat.
2: Right. Good, good idea, Josh. That is a good idea. Shoot. All right, here comes my here comes my my negative eight. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen. You know, only a negative one. I think they noticed. But well, uh, add, with
0: add, with the bonus for stealth, that would be a 19. A 19, yeah.
4: Probably not great, though.
0: <laughs> well,
1: they they might not know to look. Maybe
3: they just don't look. Yes, <laughs> he rolls dice. As he rolls dice, I'm like, think oh, i going to have to gonna... gear up for a battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this well, go
2: I great. rolled
0: it for the ones who had good perception. Let me just see what the bad perceptions were.
4: Probably natural 20s on those.
3: Good perception missed, it sounds like. Some of them have
0: decent perception, and (laughs) some of them do not have decent perception. Um, Okay. So you guys approach, and uh, as you get closer, Jessup, go ahead and give me a sense
1: motive.
4: I don't like that.
1: (laughs) So, for full disclosure, Jessup rolled a negative one perception for, or, or, or excuse me, not one for a seven. So, I didn't hear Warren So, I think the plan is going swimmingly, but I will roll you a sense motive. 28.
0: You see that uh, only one of the Duragar really makes any, like, he kind of squints a little bit and looks in the direction of Gideon. Because, like, it you get the sense that he sound, it sounded like something was weird, but he's kind of, like, looking... And he doesn't see anybody, and he doesn't know to look for an invisible person. And so he. you get the sense that they probably aren't on alarm. They haven't, like, noticed anything. Uh, only one of them maybe kind of thought something was off for a brief moment. But you're able to get up there, and um, I assume Kieran's the one with the money then.
1: So Jessup will turn back to Kieran. All right, Kieran, uh, 500 we negotiated this dashing gentleman agreed per person. So 1,500.
4: Seems fair to me. And he will pull out in the higher denominations to try to lessen the amount of time it takes to count out 1,500 gold. Yeah.
0: Okay. And you hand it off to the guy, and he looks at it, and he was watching you count it, so he knows that it's all there, and he takes off, he takes a couple coins out and just inspects them, makes sure that, that they're not, like, fake or counterfeit or anything. He nods his Alright, seems all good to me. Uh, go on and be on your way. And then he turns to rejoin the formation.
4: Pleasure doing business with you. Actually, I can't speak your language, so I say it in common and ask Jessup to translate.
1: I appreciate doing business with you, gentlemen. Be safe. Thank God. Yeah, as they're kind of moving out of the way, Jessup goes, Ah! Oh, do it. I Forgot, I have to get something on my knapsack here. You know, pretend to be kind of like rummaging through his knapsack while they're kind of...
4: <laughs> Banging pots and pans. Through. Yeah.
0: All 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 or all, all four of you just start making weird noises. They're like,
1: okay. These <laughs> <laughs> guys are weird. Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, and then, uh yeah. Uh, Flynn, let us know when they're out of sight here.
3: Well done, Jessup.
1: After
0: maybe a minute or two, Flynn All right, they're they're out of sight. Give it another couple seconds, and we're probably good to keep going.
1: Oh, that went well. Good job. Give Flynn a thumbs up. Yep, like I
0: said, with me here, you probably won't have as much issue with the patrols.
4: Question for you, Flynn. If you hadn't been here, you said they probably would have attacked us on site. Is there any way that we could have gotten around that? You know, if they had gone to the toll, would it have been more because you weren't here?
0: Uh, it really depends on the individual patrol on what they're willing to uh, go for. Some of them find the best value in uh, just capturing people that they don't know and uh, selling them as slaves that they can't if they can't pay the toll. Others, uh, I looked like these ones were probably a little bit more uh, reasonable. I don't know if they would have necessarily attacked you outright, but uh, being surface dwellers and whatnot, I don't know if... They would have allowed any negotiation if I hadn't have uh, been able to vouch for you.
4: Another question, though. Isn't it weird for you to be traveling with us?
0: I mean, it's a little irregular, but uh, it's not unheard of. As you know, we dwar- we, uh, Duragar, we enjoy working for coin, so it's not that out of the question that you'd find a Duragar working as a guide.
4: Alright, well, fair enough. Just want to make sure that you're not getting yourself in trouble being with us.
0: Uh, no, it should be fine, as long as uh, I don't make a habit of it.
1: I have to say, so far, you've been worth every gold. Satisfaction guaranteed, I hope.
0: Yep, that's what I told you.
1: Well, when this is all over, I'll give you a good old five-star rating.
0: Well, I mean, okay. I, I don't plan on being a guide very often, but I guess... It doesn't hurt to have that on the resume.
4: Do you have a profile on Yelp? I can leave you a review for your services?
0: I'm trying so hard to come up with a different version of that. <laughs> <I know>. Like a <laughs> version of it. I
4: couldn't think of a different of a Pathfinder equivalent to Yelp.
0: <laughs> Alright. So you guys are able to bypass that patrol without actually having to come to blows, luckily. You're able to go the rest of the day without running into any other significant encounters. Again, you occasionally run into minor creatures every now and then that you have to either chase off or whatnot, but nothing wildly dangerous compared to the Ropers or the polluters from before. And you're able to finish that day, and you set up camp again on the side of the road, take your turns taking watch. And the next day comes again, you wake up, you go through your morning rituals, you get everything around and begin walking, and this time it is very early on in the morning, where again, Flindex stops you and looks in the distance and he says, Uh, looks like a pair of Trigar in the distance, it's strange, they don't appear to be a patrol, I don't see any carts, so they probably aren't merchants or guards for merchants. Could be escaped slaves. Uh, keep your guard up. you They might not be a threat, but uh, you never know what might happen.
1: Huh. Do a guard on made slaves?
0: Oh yeah, like all the time. Like that's how society is run. Like if you can't pay your debts, then like that's what happens.
3: Seems a little harsh, but what do
1: I know? Nah. Don't go into
3: debt. No debt. Yeah, that's easy. Don't want to enter indentured servitude. Just don't go into debt. <laughs> don't <laughs> go into debt. <laughs> Thanks.
0: So as you guys begin to get a little bit closer, you get you start walking in the direction of these two Duragar, and you, you get about here, which is outside of your range of light. It's about 90 feet away, but Flindak can see them. And... Actually, everybody give me a stealth check to see how close you get before they start looking at you. So
4: Kieran got a 16.
3: All right. Gideon is leading the troop with a negative four.
1: Nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I want has an you to see
3: me. He likes to make a scene, you know?
1: Why are you not in front? Why are you making the sound and you
3: and Orin are in the back?
4: Oren got a negative one.
1: Yep.
0: And then Jessica got an 18. So that's how I do. So you guys get about 90 feet away, and the two... You hear movement in the distance. It looks like they are shifting. They're looking in your direction. And it seems like the moment they see you guys, they call out in what seems to be, like, horrified, paranoid screams. They're like,
2: "Ah, Who are you?
0: And then they begin... To ready their weapons and you hear flindex oh, okay it looks like they're gonna attack and i need everybody to roll initiative
2: who are you <laughs> 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 i think they're freaked out bro freaked I, think out. So. I think i think so they're feeling,
3: they they're
1: feeling not great. Ate too much of those mushrooms
3: ah <laughs> uh, yes, yes, uh, so. that's that That's probably what it is. Oh, classic
4: Gideon coming in with the lowest initiative.
0: Yeah, Gideon with a 9. Jessup got a 20. Oren got a 15.
3: I don't know how you guys like to roll, but I like to see how low I can get the dice and keep my characters alive. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of don't trust my flat-footed AC, so... Yeah, it's fun.
0: So, I'm going to give a surprise round because you guys still can't see them so they're actually going to go and they're actually just going to start charging forward that's as far as they can go is that far which would now put them within line of sight so you see two Duragard charging in just into the range of your dark vision and uh i'll i'll call for this check person by person i guess so top of the regular round of initiative kieran give me a sense motive
4: oh that's my best skill at a plus zero so I rolled a 17 flat roll
0: you're not 100% sure what's going on but they definitely look off like maybe just paranoid it's hard to say what's going on but they they look like they're not acting normal Uh, but that's Mm -hmm. all you can tell and it's your turn
4: Cool, cool, cool. I guess what I could do- I don't know if this is dumb. It might be dumb. So I could do a wall of fire and cut him off. Now that I've got a newly charged staff but the wall of fire didn't work out so well for me last time so maybe I shouldn't pull that out right away.
1: Oh, if you put it behind him.
4: Yeah, I could. But I guess what he will do is he will step forward and just seeing that they're kind of off He'll step up here, and then he's going to cast his domain spell, Fear. And I think I can get them both in a cone. Yep. So that'll be a will save for them.
0: All right. And this is a spell, so they do get a bonus to that.
4: Yeah, DC 18 will.
0: 26 from the first one and a natural one from the second one.
4: Oh boy. Okay. So assuming the natural one failed, he is panicked and has to flee from me. But the other one succeeded, so he is just shaken for one round.
0: Alright, that brings us to Jessup. Go ahead and give me a sense motive.
2: Jessup?
1: Is this a free action sense motive or standard?
0: Okay. Yeah. This is just you seeing it.
1: Oh, net one for a 20.
0: Awesome. A 20, I... Let me look here. I'm going to say a 20 is high enough to allow you to make a Knowledge Arcana check.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to take a nat 20 on that bad boy for a 32 with my Bard Lore.
0: So with your sense motive, you can tell that something is off, something unnatural. With your Knowledge Arcana, you are able to identify the effects of what you assume to be like confusion or maybe insanity, like they look like they are frenzied, wild-eyed, and it's as if they don't really even know what's really going on around them.
1: Hmm. Okay. Uh, Jess will kind of relay that. I I think that the entranced by a spell or effect of sorts, the, the the little nutty kind of like uh, what's her name, Nava, is that the mage from the tower? Yeah, that was her name. Okay. And then Jessup will... So, okay, I can see.
0: You can see both of them.
1: I guess Jessup will... I'm not even sure it's going to work, but I think maybe...
2: Come on, don't have that attitude. You've got this.
1: Jessup will... <laughs> I think Jessup will try to do a... I think it's a fascinate?
0: Okay. I don't know if it works in combat...
1: Was it Fascinate? Well, I didn't know since we haven't done any um, attacks or anything yet. Or am I think a Distraction? No, it must not be Distraction.
0: I don't think Fascinate will work because they are in combat mode. Like, you haven't made attacks, but they are charging at you.
1: Okay. I guess um, Jessup will on the one that... I don't. Can I see with the sense motive? Can I tell the Kieran feared one of them or no?
0: Yeah, I'd say probably. The only thing that I'm confused about is I don't know how this interacts. Like, if you're confused but also panicked, which of them do you do? Yes. Because yes. they have <laughs> incompatible effects. Because if you're panicked, you're supposed to run away, but if you're confused, you roll to determine what you do. So that's...
1: Would almost be like, if you roll to see what you do, and then, based on what you do, then put panicked into, uh, taken into consideration. Like,
3: acting normally would be to run away, because you're panicked.
0: okay. I could I could see it where you replace acting normally with panicked, and then the other ones you do as normal for confusion. I, I think I'll probably run it that way.
1: I think so, because confusion, I mean, you don't do what you normally would do anyway. Right. I I guess uh, Jessup's going to try to do, I, I guess I'm going to see if I can try to talk down uh, Mr. Nutcakes over there, the okay. red, I'm assuming. Was that the one who didn't get feared? Either one, whatever. Red is the one who did
0: fail. Okay.
1: Then blue in front of Kieran. Hey yo there. Just uh simmer down here, we can talk through this. No need to be hasty. Thirty-three. Okay. I'm sure it didn't do anything, but that's what Jessup's gonna do.
0: Yep, you roll uh you make your attempt there, and uh it doesn't look like the uh creature is really uh receptive. Oh to no. Diplomacy.
1: Okay, well uh then instead um Jessup is going to then use his move action to cast, or not cast, I'm sorry, start a performance. He is going to do Inspire Greatness, and he will do that, um, since I am at a higher level, I can do that on two characters, so I will do that on Kirin and on Gideon. Ooh. So you schmucks can roll your temp HP!
3: I know this spell, I've seen it before. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about,
1: the first time.
4: So I have never had to do this, so it's just 2d10 plus my...
3: Double your cons. Twice your cons. Sweet.
4: 20 temp HP. Nice. And then other stuff happens. I'll have to look that up.
1: Correct. So a bard at ninth level or higher can use the performance to inspire greatness in himself or a single willing ally within 30 feet, granting extra fighting capabilities for every three levels beyond... Ninth, you can target one additional target, which I can do exactly to Gideon. At this point, it's my second target. Um, basically, you get a two—the uh, two bonus hit die plus your Constitution uh, modifier twice, and you receive a plus two competence bonus on attack rolls and a plus one competence bonus on Fort saves.
4: Okay, good to know.
0: Okay, and that's your turn,
1: and then Jessup five steps behind Gideon.
0: All right. It's going to be a little bit wonky, but I'm going to run it how I believe it should be run. So they are both going to charge forward. One at Kieran, and one... Actually, actually they have to both go towards Kieran, because of the distance thing. So, the first one that is a 38 to hit Kieran. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs>
0: Tentative critical critical threat with a natural 19.
4: Oh, ouch.
0: Um and then a 34 to confirm.
1: That was a well-placed ambulance sound when we knew Kieran was getting critted.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you take 44 points of damage. Ouch. And then the other one. And that's going to be a 36, sorry, 32 because of the, 34 because of the charge. It's in the 30s. Yeah,
4: yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: All right, and that one will deal less because it's a, oh, that crit should have been times three. Well, it's, it's, it's over now. Uh, 20 points of damage on that one.
4: You can roll it again if you want. Nah, that's fine. But I, it's 44, so I can just put it back if you want to re-roll it.
0: If you want me to. So 69 instead of
4: 44. <laughs> nice.
0: So both of the hits together are 89 points of damage total.
4: Oh, that, that is more than half my hope in one round attack.
0: You're lucky that we don't do the massive damage rules for melee
4: attacks. <laughs> wow, you guys, they hit hard and for a lot of damage, so abort
0: <laughs> so a couple things that you notice um, one you notice that both of these creatures are heavily wounded which at least to Jessup who noticed that they were well you also called out that they were confused or insane or something like that so y- yeah, it kind of makes sense because you know that one of the aspects of confusion is dealing damage to yourself uh, it looks like they've probably been under this condition for a long time they have beaten themselves up quite badly but it is strange to you that they seem to... I guess you wouldn't be able to tell that. I guess you would think that it is rather convenient that despite being afraid and rolling for confusion that they both happened to do the action that was to attack you.
3: Almost like they're forced to always roll attack nearest creature so when there was nobody around they were attacking themselves.
0: Who's to say? That will then bring us to these guys who will be attacking Gideon. So Gideon, you take a total of eighteen points of damage as six little beams fly across the darkness and unerringly hit between your armor.
3: That sounds like magic missile. There it goes. Ten temp HP.
0: So yeah. Six magic missiles hit you for 18 points of damage, and then it is Oren's turn. Just so you know, the magic missiles did come from deeper and on either side of the road.
3: Both sides of the road?
0: Three from one side, three from the other,
2: yeah. Well, he's gonna go try and find something up here about... he's gonna go on a walkabout. Alright. He's gonna go right here.
0: Okay. And to be clear, all of you have 60 foot dark vision except for uh, Flendek, who has more.
2: Correct. I have 60. Yes.
0: Uh, and then I'm going to cast a s- spell. So, question. You moved. Was that 20 feet?
2: 30 feet.
0: 30 feet. Oh, you have 30 foot movement?
2: Yes, because I have boots of striding and springing. All right, yeah. Yeah. you
0: move thirty feet up. You don't see anything else in the distance, but uh, you do have the two right here.
2: I'm gonna cast divine power. All
0: right, buffing yourself up a little bit. All right. Yep. That brings us
3: to Gideon. I get some actions. Um, everybody's doing buff spells. We're waiting to see how this goes. I'll do some buff spells and wait to see how this goes
0: and then Kieran
3: died <laughs> will not that be so sad I'd feel so bad I'd call my dad sorry it's... <laughs> some very low level <laughs> rhymes it's a yeah yeah. don't worry about it I thought I had divine power but I guess I don't I have divine favor which I think will be good enough for today go ahead and cast a uh, level 1 divine favor
0: alright Uh, Would you like to move? I sure would. That brings us to the top of the next round. And Kieran, you're up first.
4: All right. Uh, Kieran will take a step back and is going to cast a Scorching Ray at Blue. Or, I guess, which one was the one that critted him?
0: Uh, Blue is the one who crit you.
4: All right, so I will send both of these rays at Blue. So, the that's the damage let me roll the touch attacks range get... touch
0: huh oh is your caster level still lower it's not 11 it is okay.
4: yeah yes. yeah i'm only caster level 10 so i don't get that's my sword gray right. until next i was level. gonna
0: say in my head i was like you should be getting three at this level but i forgot that yours is
4: yeah i'm a bit stunted yeah so my first range attack is a 22 and the second is a 16
0: all right both of those will hit touch for sure these guys are pretty heavily armored
4: Okay, so it looks like the damage is correct with 14 fire on the first ray and 12 fire on the second ray.
0: Alright, so a total of 26 damage. Alright. He is still up, but you can tell that he's he's kind of teetering back and forth. They, uh, they're they not starting out in, in good condition here. It's my turn. That is Kieran's turn. That brings us to Jessup.
1: Jessup? Jessup? Oh no! You guys are getting hurt over here. Let's, uh, cast hey, <laughs> haste. Actually, we all within all, all range yeah. No. Fine, just we'll have to move into the fray. Five step up in cast haste.
3: There you go.
0: You can even get Funback. Yeah!
1: Hide! Duck for cover! You're only good for negotiating. If only <laughs> it was dim light.
3: <laughs> then he'd be wrecked. Uh, give, give,
1: give me a level! Give me a level, buddy! <laughs> and, um, then. Jessup will cast Displacement on Kieran with his Long Shadow Cloak of Resistance Reach One Chat.
0: How are you doing that with the action economy?
1: Because I can do multiple spells and forgot I totally casted Haste.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, you don't have Quicken Spell. You don't know. You don't.
1: (laughs) He was trying
4: to get it past Jason.
1: If, if I sacrifice two cantrip spell slots, I can cast... <laughs> okay.
0: That is the
3: most broken ability I've I'm ever heard. I'm pretty sure
1: I read that in your revamp of the magic system, Jason no. Spell. Wait, a typo.
3: What? was this a thing that you did? No. What?
1: <laughs> uh, gosh, you failed your sense motive. Anywho. No,
3: I, I thought maybe back in your homebrew days you might have had something... Um, no,
1: I just was trying to cover up for my... Getting a spell I literally it ten seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and fine, fine. We're gonna fire greatness again. We're gonna we're gonna turn it off like some cool bards do, and turn it back on for Gideon okay. and Kieran. So, oh, you're temp HP again.
0: Uh, that is Jessup's turn, I
1: believe. And then some. Yes. <laughs> All
0: right. That'll bring us to the Duragar. They will. I'll say one will go after Gideon, one will go after Kieran. Those are the closest targets. Uh, so, the blue one is going to take two attacks against Gideon. Yep, two attacks. First attack is going to be a 26, which will miss. Second attack is lower with the iteratives, both of those will miss. Against Kieran. The highest to hit will hit with a 31, I think. Oh, yeah. The iterative will miss with a 20.
4: Yeah, that misses.
0: Okay. So one hit against Kieran. So that will be 15 points of damage to you.
4: Oh, thank Jessup for his temp
1: HP. Now you like it.
0: And then, again, from the darkness, there will be... This time they're going to go after Orin, because they uh, see the Durgar going after the two in the middle. So, Orin, you will take... Oh my, there's some good, some good magic, <laughs> magic missile rolls. A total of 27 points of damage, Orin. As six magic missiles come at you, all rolling 3, 4, 4, 2, 4,
3: 4. So, you take half that, don't forget it. Ah, yes. yes.
0: So you take 14
2: and Gideon takes 13. Well, good thing I got my own temp HP. I
1: can only do it to two people.
2: What yeah, whatever. Whatever, whatever man. Me. Yeah, whatever, man. It's fine. Hey, I, hey, hey, I did my <laughs> part. I can't shield other on you.
1: I'm not five foot stepping and hasten you
2: any longer. Your <laughs> boots are um, spring ring Yeah, my boots are spring ring ringing. That brings <laughs> us to Orin. Okay.
0: Yeah, the magic missiles are coming from beyond your dark vision. You don't see anything within your range.
3: <laughs> he just runs around the whole darklands. Yes. He's done this before.
2: It's gonna go there. Does he see anything all yet? All
0: right. Let me see the distance here.
2: How can they still right. be so far away?
0: You see a creature. What ah! is that? In the uh, the corner, the side of the road there. Let me blow it up for all of you to see. What's on its tail? You can see that its tail is holding a short sword and wand? a wand.
2: <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Can I but do a knowledge check? A knowledge dungeoneering check. Yeah, I don't have that. I have no idea what it is. Never seen one in my life.
0: You don't know what this is, but it's a worm-like monster with like a hideous face of... Of eyes and hooked jaws and like uh like you pointed out it is wielding a wand and a sword in its twin tentacle tails
2: and it is 60 feet away eh yes
0: it appears to be about 60 feet away from you where you are but you can now see it
2: Okay, okay 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 what do I do I'm going to start to cast a spell alright so
0: standard action begin casting a spell correct That'll bring us to Gideon. You are in combat with these seemingly insane Duragar. What do you like to do?
3: I'm going to go ahead and do. do, 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 do. I'm going to tick um, fight defensively just for right now, but I'll undo it in a minute because I'm going to choose to attack them with non-lethal damage, and I'm going to full attack.
0: All right. And this is with the penalty already applied impl- yep. already
3: applied. Okay. Yep, it's in there.
0: So, the 27 will hit. The 15 and 21 will both miss. So, you deal 12 points of non-lethal damage to blue and he goes unconscious.
1: Do I still get my discordant voice? Damage?
0: Probably, but that would likely be lethal
1: if you, right? Yeah. Jessup doesn't know we're going that far. Unless did you shout out, hey, let's try to knock him out?
3: No. He was just doing it cuz No, oh,
1: hey, I want my damage. 3 lethal.
3: And he's dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it looks like he's still just unconscious. The 3 damage wasn't enough to put him down. It was the the other non-lethal that knocked him out. Yeah. So he's not bleeding out still. He's still just And with non-lethal
3: damage, he's got a plenty high buffer before he meets his negative con
0: well kind
3: of. well, well okay he's got is at least, i mean he's well, not
0: rolling he's not bleeding out so he's fine
3: but. correct but it also i guess it depends on how low he was when i hit him with that non-lethal because <laughs> it gets converted to lethal after
0: technically the way that that works is your first hit put him down and i guess you would have probably five foot steps to attack the other one but the both of your attacks would have missed anyways Right. or I guess you could take a, a move action instead I don't know how you want to play that but the first uh, attack is what put him down
3: I was just saying normally you'd five foot step no, I, but I, I, I would I would five foot I would five foot step we'll just say that I, I was
0: that brings us to the top of round three Kieran you are up it looks like blue has been knocked down uh, but red is still coming at you
4: okay I will five foot step back. Oh, but now he's in melee, so I will, because I would have to take a move action. Yeah, so I'll move action, draw my glaive, and then I will attack him once with my
0: glaive. All right.
4: So this will be a 24 to hit.
0: Okay, and you're not doing the non-lethal
4: penalty. No,
0: no. So 24 will hit.
4: Uh, 10 damage.
0: Alright, ten points of damage. He's and still
4: five up. from Jessup.
0: Still up, but uh, he's, he's That's wounded. It's my turn. Alright, and that that brings us to Jessup.
1: Jessup is going to drop Inspired Greatness Performance and move action. He will start Inspired Courage.
3: Nice, it's on damage. And then
1: Jessup will... Um, he doesn't know how far to cast but he's going to cast dancing lights because he of course can't see anything that's over here i think it's 100 feet plus was it
0: yeah it's it's 100 plus 10 per level i think for that one yeah
1: so let's just say he does at least 100 feet from where he is and kind of in the middle if he can so i guess maybe right about right smack here
0: okay and then those give a thirty
1: foot i believe.
0: It's like a torch, and I believe torch is 20 feet normal light, and then oh, okay. another 20 feet dim light. So that would get the center of the road in, in the normal light, and then the edges in dim light.
1: Well, and the way that they would stack up, too, it should get to the end. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So that would be enough to at least reveal the location of these two creatures to to all of you. Uh, but they are in the dim light area.
1: Does that still give enough for a monster lord check?
0: Uh, I would allow it, yeah, because you do see
1: him. I won't be a fiend and take a 20 because I will play that I can't see them very well, so we will just roll it and hope for the best. 24, I guess too bad?
0: 24 is enough to identify these creatures, and I'll give you two bits of information. So, you identify these two worm-like monsters as Sugathi. They are chaotic evil large aberrations... Sugathi are spawned by the hundreds, spawned by the hundreds, by a single Neolithid that has performed rituals to impregnate itself. As part of a strange process of being spawned in such rituals, the Sugathis assimilate an extensive list of missions from their parents. Once they've completed the missions, they perish. No single Sugathi knows the purpose of these commands, but they trust that their Neolithic masters have a reason for sending them on these diverse and usually cruel missions. The Sugathi is 14 feet long and weighs 650 pounds, and you have two questions about them. All
1: right. So, I don't know how to necessarily phrase this, but... Do I know that they have any spells or spell-like abilities that could have caused that kind of mind-affecting confusion or any mind-affecting abilities?
0: Okay. I will give broad strokes to this question because the answer is yes, several times over. Um, I'll give you one. They do have spell-like abilities, one of which is the confusion spell. Okay. But I will also add into that something else called Confusion Command. They can issue telepathic commands to confused creatures that allow them to pretty much pick the result of the confusion Ooh, behavior.
1: That, oh, interesting. Okay. I gotta ask, what's up with the tail? So, I'm assuming, does it have like appendages that it can use magic items and weapons?
0: Yes. So, Sugathi have something called item use. They can utilize spell trigger devices as if they were a spellcaster of an appropriate class. They have extremely uh, high use magic device skills, and their tail can, uh, can hold items, kind of like a, a prehensile tail for, like, a tiefling.
1: Okay. So, yeah, so Jessup will just kind of reiterate, Oh, just, uh, be careful, they have ways to dominate your mind, and if so, they can telepathically tell you what to do, hence uh two friends here. And then, uh, they can use the tail to use magic items, so be careful. That is all.
0: Okay, that will bring us to the Durgar, only one of which is conscious, and will take a full attack against Gideon. Uh, that is not a critical threat, but that is a 36. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, the iterative has to be a natural 20, I think. And it is super close to a natural 20, but I don't think it's going to hit because it's a 30. No. Very close to a natural 20, but uh, only one of these attacks hits. You take 17 points of damage.
3: And I'm assuming that the temp HP I had left when he switched goes away. Yes, I would imagine I would.
0: I will then come to the Sugathis' turns. They are going to take a move action each. Uh, let me get the distance here. Perfect. Uh, Oren, as soon as this creature comes within 30 feet of you, I need you to give me a will save. This is a supernatural effect, so it is not spell or spell like.
1: <laughs> oh, natural 20. Oh, don't forget the plus one uh, morale for charm and fear effects from Expire Courage. It well. is
0: neither of those. Oh, crap baskets. But with a natural 20, 34 on your will save, you do succeed. As this creature gets close to you, just being near it, you hear like a cacophony of voices directly in your head that's almost driving you crazy, but you're able to stave it off. That was its move action. It is then going to... cast a spell at you. Oren, I need a very important will save now. You'll probably be fine because your will save super high. Yeah. So, I will ask you a question, Oren. What do you think is the most fearsome creature imaginable to Oren specifically? Like, what would
3: he fear the most?
2: I mean, it's a trick question. Orn fears nothing.
3: Yeah, nice try.
2: Yeah, nice try. Orin, Orin he, fears yeah, nothing. Yeah, uh,
3: exposed to scarecrow, uh, scarecrow, we get freaked out.
0: No, I like, I like serious things. A woman is just, it's just, um, kining.
2: <laughs> it's just kining. <laughs> <It's> kining. <laughs> it's in the kining.
0: You see kining appear in front of you, twice your size, looming over you with the shield of Droskar in front of her.
2: <laughs> I just. I guess, like, um... I don't know, maybe, like, some kind of giant? I... Okay. I mean, what, like, dwarves have, like, natural enemies, obviously, like, goblins and orcs, but I don't think he's necessarily, a, like, afraid of those. I mean, maybe, like, a giant orc, perhaps. Like a, like a really giant orc, maybe. Okay. I don't know.
0: So, yeah, you see... You know, wh- whatever you think that this uh, creature might be, you see this horrifying creature to you or an appear in front of you, but you are able to identify it as some sort of illusion. So you are not affected by this spell at all, I believe. So you are good. That brings us to the other Sugathi, which is too far away to really do anything, so it's just going to do a magic missile this time on Jessup in the back. No! So that'll be 11 points of damage to you, Jessup. And then that will bring us to Oren's turn.
2: Uh, so my spell goes off, right? Yes. Okay, so it was summon monster. Alright. And he's going to summon his earth elemental. Large earth elemental.
0: Alright. And just out of curiosity, earth elementals are not immune to mind-affecting effects. I don't think.
2: I... It does not look no, like it. don't think so. They're not mindless, nope. so I don't Elemental think so. Traits.
0: Okay, I am not seeing a, an immunity to confusion or mind-affecting effects. So, just because it is within 30 feet of this Sugathi, I do need an immediate will save from the Earth Elemental.
2: Okay. That is a d20
1: plus 6. I'd be curious to see what the Earth Elemental fears. 23.
0: 23. Okay. Uh, it appears to be all right.
2: We'll start with his turn, his attacks. He has two slams. Yep. Slammatams. He's going to do some slammies.
1: Don't forget, doesn't he get something special if you're both on the ground?
2: He does. He gets a plus one. Thank you. He has Earth Mastery, so he gets a plus one bonus on attack and damage if both it and its foe are touching the ground. Is it touching Um, the ground?
0: Jokes on you, it's flying one inch above the ground. (laughs) One inch above the ground. Uh, Yes, it is on the ground. Slammajamas. Okay, and a slam, okay.
1: A slam, number one.
0: Okay, a 24 will
2: hit your target.
1: Is it mind-affecting, Jason? You said it could be.
2: The Earth Elemental, yeah. So, yeah he's, not, he's not mindless. So he could
1: get my Inspire Courage.
0: Are you doing your Inspire Courage in
2: Terran? Yeah.
1: I Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he
2: only speaks Terran.
1: I gotta run up and give it tongues. Got it. Yeah. Next turn.
2: Alright, so damage for the first one is, what is the damage on that? It is 2d6 plus 7, plus 8, actually.
0: Yeah, so as it slams into the uh, creature, you're looking, Oren, and it looks to have done almost nothing.
2: Oh no. Oh no. Oh, a nat 20 on his second slam. Can Can a slam crit? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a tentative crit. Go ahead and roll that again to see if you confirm.
2: Confirm. Twenty-two.
0: Uh, why is it plus
2: six? It's actually supposed to be. Or sorry, actually, it should be higher than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I d- yeah. I didn't know why it changed from plus fifteen to. Yeah, plus so actually six it actually should suddenly. be. Yeah,
2: because I had the damage and the the uh, attack reversed. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh,
0: so with a twenty like seven or whatever that's supposed to be, that does hit and confirm. So go ahead and roll the. That would be 4d6 plus 16 damage, I think.
2: Yeah. 27.
0: That one definitely did something. Uh, Again, it looks like it's being resisted. This thing has some sort of a hard exterior that the uh, slam's not really getting past all the way, but you're still doing something.
2: (laughs) It has some uh, damage resistance, one might say. (laughs) Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like put that name on it you know and i
0: believe orin still has a move action
2: yes orin is going to orin's gonna move here yes all right so that
0: brings us to gideon's turn red's still in front of me and still alive that is correct
3: we will uh, do the same thing. We're going to be ticking off the negative four to hit him with the non-lethal. We're going to move five foot step there. So flanking is maybe a possibility eventually. And lay into him.
0: All right. 30 will hit. 19 will miss. 33 will hit. And uh, did you s- did you say you were doing non-lethal again? I missed it.
3: Yep, doing non-lethal again. I ticked off the negatives already.
0: All right. So, yes, both of those will hit for non-lethal damage, dealing a total of 30 points of non-lethal, which is easily enough to put him unconscious and then deal quite a bit of lethal damage as well. And another five for Jessup. It looks like you just barely got to the edge of not putting him into the death zone.
3: Uh, I don't care a bunch, I mean, but they didn't choose to attack us, I think is his line of thinking. Would they still maybe? Sure, but they technically didn't choose to.
0: All right, and that is Gideon's turn? Yeah. Okay, top of the next round, we have Kieran again.
3: My first attack didn't put them down, did it? No, No, it was the second one.
0: Yes, Kieran, it looks like both of the Durgar are down, but because of the dancing lights, you can see two of these creatures... Coming towards you in the dim light.
4: Okay, so Kieran will move his. Well, he will move to be. He'll move to be about here, so he'll move 30 feet up, and then he will return the favor with a magic missile at the red one.
0: All right.
4: So that is 21 force damage to the red one.
0: And the magic missile does not allow for spell resistance.
4: It. Does I believe? Yes, it does allow for spell. Okay. Re- so re- I blah, will. Blah, blah, blah.
0: I will need a spell resistance, a, a caster level check.
4: Okay, I get a plus two to this because of spell penetration. I don't All think. Right. Yeah, I have not taken greater spell penetration, so there will be t- plus two to this. Just make sure natural twenty for a thirty okay. plus two thirty two.
0: A 32 will work, so the magic missiles do bypass its spell resistance, dealing, you said 21 damage? Yes, 21 damage. All right, not bad, not bad. It's
2: still up, but not bad.
4: And that's my turn.
0: That brings us to Jessup.
2: Jessup! (laughs) Excuse me, that is what I do, sir!
3: (laughs) Wow, he got Um, real mad, wow. He'll maintain (laughs)
1: performance if that is allowed yep i will cast grand destiny Ew. on kieran
0: all right grand destiny on kieran
1: kieran i think uh i think you might be putting a little picker here or something so hopefully these words of encouragement will help you can you can use those words three times just three no more no less
0: i mean you can use it less
1: i, I mean i guess that's true but oh, please, please utilize my Witch of Accordion to the fullest extent. Three times. Um, and then he will five foot step back. Oh, and stay behind me.
0: That brings us to the Suicathie. It's going to five foot step back and cast this defensively. Actually, spell like abilities... Do you have to cast defensively? Because they don't have any of the components. They're just mental no. actions.
3: The, I think they're just mental. Because they don't do anything. They just happen. Yeah, like,
0: they, they don't have somatic or verbal components or anything.
3: They don't have... Well, I mean, like we've said in the past, that technically isn't what does it, but I don't think Spell like should provoke.
4: I don't think I have provoked when I do my breath weapon, so I think you're good.
0: Okay. Uh, so it is going to cast a spell on the... Earth Elemental, I need the Earth Elemental to give me a will save.
3: Apparently they do, but I can't think of why.
0: Okay, I mean, he can still cast it defensively, just in case. Uh, Easily low 20s DC, high high 20s roll. So we're all good. Um, So yeah, a will save for the Earth Elemental.
2: Oof, that's not great.
0: Nice. So the Earth Elemental has fallen into the spell Confusion it is confused for a while the spell causes confusion in the target making them unable to determine their actions roll on the table yada 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 actually this is all i didn't know confusion was this it's all creatures in a 15 foot burst so actually oran would have to do it as well i didn't know it was actually a burst i did i thought it was just a target spell
2: excuse me what um the creature or from the person casting it
0: from the from the point of origin of the spell. So Confusion has a range of like 100 plus other feet. And then from the point of origin it is a 15 foot burst. Which I didn't know about before. Uh, with a 20 will save you seem to be fine. Okay. So it's standard action was to cast Confusion. Now that the Earth Elemental is confused it's going to use it's immediate action to, well I guess it'll do that on the Earth Elemental's turn. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, that'll be it's turn for now. The other Sugathi is going to move forward, and it's funny, I think all of you guys have good will-save progression, but the Sugathi is probably going to assume that the guy in super-heavy armor has low will-save, so I need a pretty big will-save from Gideon. All right. I'd love it if you failed.
3: I just might. Um, Is this a charm or compulsion effect?
0: It is mind-affecting, well, but it is not Charm or Compulsion. It is Fear. Okay. It's an illusion spell.
1: Still get plus one from Inspire.
3: Okay. E twenty-two. Plus two. one from Inspire? I'm
1: pretty sure Inspire Courage gives bonuses to Charm and Fear Effects. Um, Inspire Courage...
0: Uh, yeah, it does against Fear Effects, but uh, the twenty-two was actually enough on, your, on its own. Gideon, what do you think would be the most, the most fearsome creature imaginable to Gideon?
3: Um, so I've already done a a bit of research into this. It would be some kind of like body horror aberration, just agglomerations of humanoid corpses just lumped together into some hideous freak monster. <laughs>
0: okay, so you see appearing in front of you an image of like Iomidae and Milani. Oh great. Kind of morphed together, but also mixed with like what's her name? Ergothoa. Oh. Love and it. in this gruesome amalgamation of undead but deity and this perversion of everything that you hold divine. But you are able to successfully determine that it is An illusion, and you are fine. If you guys want, you can roll a spellcraft to figure out what that effect is, just if your career is. Sure. Gideon doesn't know. That'll be its turn, though. Which will bring us to Orin. Identify a spell as it is being cast 15 plus the spell level. So, Jessup, you would actually, and Orin, you guys know that what they attempted to cast just then in both instances was Phantasmal Killer.
3: Oh, oh so that's, that's so
4: good. Oh, that's so good.
3: I love that spell. So yeah, so. if you guys
0: didn't know, Phantasmal is you create a phantasmal image of the most fearsome creature imaginable to the subject uh, by forming the fears of the subject's subconscious mind into something uh, that its conscious mind can visualize as its most horrible beast. Basically, if you fail the will save, you get a fortitude save. If you then fail the fortitude save... You die, oh my God! if you succeed the fortitude save, you take damage, but uh if you succeed, the will save you're good to go, so it's a save or suck spell, but it can be very dangerous if you uh aren't prepared for it, and also uh I just noticed this I need another will save from Gideon and Kieran because both of you are now within thirty feet of this one down here. Uh, and again, this this time it is a supernatural effect. It is not a spell, spell like. It is not charm. It is not fear, but it is mind affecting.
3: So it's will again. Ooh, yes, boy, I will rolled save.
0: A 29. Ooh, and you woo. are both good. 29, 27. You're fine. I'm actually
3: rolling above average on my saves, so I'm not upset <laughs> yeah. about that at all. Don't, don't jinx yourself. Again, you
0: hear the cacophony of voices just ready to drive you to madness, but you're able to. Uh, drown them out yourself and, and focus on the task at hand, and uh, you're good to go. So, Oren, it is your turn after the Sugathi.
2: So what's going on with the Earth Elemental? He's confused.
0: Oh, yes. As an immediate action, the red uh, Sugathi enacts its uh, as immediate action, Sugathi can use its telepathic bond with uh, the creature, a confused creature within 30 feet, and pick the result of the thing and the thing and the thing so it actually basically takes command of your of your earth elemental and it'll choose to have the earth elemental start making attacks against you
3: oh great thanks well done can you just
2: dismiss the earth elemental
0: so summon monster is dismissible dismissing a spell i believe is a standard action that does provoke attacks of opportunity
2: okay i will five foot back and dismiss him
0: Yeah, I guess you go the order that you want to go. Or would it... would the... I don't know if the creature technically goes at the top of your round or whenever you want it to on your round.
2: I will let you decide that.
0: I'm kind of tempted to say it goes at the top, because if you normally cast the spell, it's like a one round, and then the creatures come into existence the very beginning of your next round and can act, and then you take your turn, normally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like normally that sounds like the summoned creatures go just before you mm-hmm. in combat. Yep. I could allow a discussion on that if you'd like, but that's how, I'm he- that's how I'm thinking about it.
3: The only discussion I would see is you could have them roll initiative against each other as if they tie it on the initiative order.
0: Yeah, you could. I just... That would get time-consuming if you summon a lot.
4: I would say, just based on this combat, I think it's been going first in Warren's turn.
2: Yes. Which is where I'm defaulting as well, is that he's, he's been... He has his creatures go first, so how would that? So yeah, go, go first. ahead
0: and and full attack yourself, and then you can dismiss it afterwards.
2: I can fudge the dice, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. Question: yes. Could I enact my iron skin first?
0: <laughs> uh, that's a free action. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's your turn. Free action. You can do that. Okay.
2: All right. So he's, he's definitely going to activate one of those because it's unlikely that this is going to miss. One I love two, that It's four. like he grits his teeth because he knows it's coming.
0: All right. Yeah. Only a 19.
2: Technically, that would be a 15 because I, well, does he still get access from? Yeah. You're both on the ground, but yeah. Yeah. A so he gets it. No. Anyways. 20 still doesn't hit. So
0: yep, so a low roll. Luckily on its first slam.
2: Ha! Oh, it just hits. Next. Gotcha. So
0: you do get hit by one, but you do have the DR 10, so you might end up not taking any damage.
2: Okay. All right.
0: You do take five points of damage as your Earth Elemental slams into you, but uh, that is
2: it. How dare you betray me? And he'll step back and dismiss it.
0: Okay. It goes away. You step back and it goes away. So that was only your uh, five foot step. You still have your standard and, and move equivalent action, I guess.
2: How far away from me, you little, you little bug? How far away are you?
0: It appears to be 30 feet away. I think. Are worms bugs?
2: I don't know. Are they insects? I don't know. They're critters. I don't, I don't know. I've never But heard that. we're gonna swift action cold ice strike.
0: Ew, okay. Uh, I will probably need a caster level check for spell resistance. I imagine cold ice strike probably allows for spell resistance.
2: It does it does okay. we've we've gone through this yes yeah.
0: so that would be uh d20 plus your caster level
2: not greater roll not a great roll
0: oh okay 17 mm-hmm. okay 17 is exactly its spell resistance so you do overcome it just barely nice so you can go ahead and roll your damage and uh it's a reflex save for half i believe yes so yes the red Sugathi will attempt a reflex save. It's pretty decent reflexes. Uh, but I rolled a 4, so that's a 14, which probably fails. That fails. 41 points of cold damage. Yikes. It is extremely hurt from that. Uh, but it appears to still be standing. And you still have a standard and move action left, because that was a swift action. Actually, no, your standard action was to dismiss
2: the spell. So to you, dismiss the spell. You know. so I, okay. I don't, yeah. So that'll be that'll be my turn.
3: All right. A decent turn, though. Gideon, did your... Or not Gideon. Orin, did your DR bypass all of the um, damage that was coming to you?
2: Oh, no, you are correct. I had 10, so I get some health points back.
0: Yeah, so you took five over that. So you actually take three, and Gideon will take two. Uh, and Gideon, it'll be your
2: turn. Thank you, Josh. I had forgot my DR. And I even hey. activated specifically for that reason. Yeah, I, know. I knew <laughs> that I was going to get hit! <laughs>
3: yeah, you're, you're chilling, bro. <laughs> we're going to move 20 feet, we're going to go ahead and cast uh, Shared Wrath. Yeah, why not? We'll do it on red. Alright. And we'll swift action heal up a bit.
0: That brings us to the top of the next round with Kieran again. Actually, uh, or since you ended your turn within 30 feet of the creature i need another will save It's every time? <laughs> yeah, let me just reread this here. Any sane being within 30 feet.
3: Yeah. Oh, well that's easy. Each he's round. not sane. Yeah, he's not sane, so he's not affected.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 crazy person.
0: Yep, the voices continue in your head but you're you seem to be fine <laughs> for now.
2: Those are unrelated. <laughs>
4: Listen, it's no different than when he was running naked through the Darklands. He's just always been right. with the voices. So, <laughs>
2: Yep. They keep my naked body comf- company. <laughs> Almost said comfy. They keep my naked body comfy. Oh, well,
4: I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that at all. No. Yeah. So.
2: Neither did so, a word.
4: I feel like it's been a while. And since I'm kind of in a good position, Kieran is going to Lightning Bolt. Well, oh decisions, decisions. Which one do I want a lightning bolt? We've done mostly damage to red, right? I don't think we've done any damage to blue.
0: Uh, Probably, yeah.
4: Okay. I will lightning bolt red.
0: Alright. So Killer. this is a
4: reflex save for half.
0: And it will have spell resistance.
4: Oh, that's right. That's not good. Uh,
0: natural 20 on the reflex save, but uh, we'll see what the spell resistance is here.
4: 23 on the spell resistance.
0: 23 will do it.
4: Oh, thank goodness. All right, so you will take 24 points of damage.
0: All right, that will put it down. I have four hit points left.
4: And then Kieran's going to move away from the voices to be right there, and that's my turn.
0: Jessup, it is your turn now.
1: Jessup will... He's going to drop performance, but it will linger for two rounds. And you know what? He is... just within range. Okay. And then just cast Ear piercing scream. I don't even know if they have any ears.
0: Alright, ear piercing scream. So I will need, I think a
1: just a really poor. Yeah. So I'm we'll gonna do cast from level check.
0: See if you can overcome its spell resistance. Ah, oh, wow, that was
1: atrocious.
0: Uh unfortunately it seems like this. This spell just rebounds off of the creature to no effect.
1: Oh no, I should leave the attack into you guys! Yeah, it's all I can do.
0: Uh, The Durgars are unconscious. Uh, Red is dead, but blue is still around, so blue is actually going to continue moving forward and is going to cast a thing. Yeah, let's do that. So 20-foot spread... So it casts a spell, and you all see a fog uh, appear in an area that I will soon make a 20-foot spread. So 5, 10, 15, 20. So we'll get it just so that it gets you... Uh, So this spell produces a bank of thin mist. Creatures in the area take a minus 10 penalty on wisdom checks and will saves. Creatures that save against this spell, the initial spell, are not affected and need not make further saves even if they remain in the fog. So go ahead and give me an initial will save, Jessup, but not at any penalty. If you succeed on this will save, then you're good to go. Okie dokie. 26. 26? Okay. You shrug off the effect. You feel like your mind goes fuzzy and like it's in a fog, but uh, you're able to clear your mind and you're you're okay.
4: Jason, was that something we could roll spellcraft on?
0: Yep, it's casting a spell so you can roll spellcraft to identify the spell as it's cast. Yes, just
1: I got a 23 28.
0: And this is a 5th level spell so it would be DC 20. So both of you are able to identify the spell mind fog.
1: Okay, good to know. So I guess does Jessup know that this fog isn't affecting him then now that you passed? You are
0: aware that you're good to go. Yep. After you make the initial save you're you're good to go even if you stay in the area.
1: It's not affecting visibility, right? It's just the flavor fog.
0: Yeah, it does not say here. Yeah, the fog is thin and does not significantly hamper vision. Okay. So after the Sugathi's turn, we come over to Oren.
2: Not the Sugathi
0: the Unconscious Durigar rolled a natural 17 and a natural 20 on their will saves. They're good. I don't know how they came confused in the first place.
2: Could I charge that Sagathi?
0: Sure. You will have to make a will save as you go through the fog, but that's not going to interrupt your action, so you're fine. Just to see if you... yep yeah, you're good, so. Go ahead and make your charge attack. Actually, it would get an attack of opportunity, because it does have reach. But... I don't think it's going to hit even with its sword.
2: Nope, misses. You're good. Okay. Cool. So, do I get from my divine power? Do I still get my with a ha- with a charge? Cuz I know like with haste I don't, but with divine power do I still get my second? No, cuz it's got to be a full No, it's got to be a full round attack. It's just like Your
3: extra ch- yeah, no. Yes, yeah,
0: so you you can only ever get more than one melee or ranged attack as a full round action. You can, to my knowledge, never get them as a single standard action. Yeah. So, you can take one melee attack with a, a bonus from charge, and,
2: uh... I did. It It, it went yep. in, didn't it? Yep.
0: I do see a natural one there, I think. Yes. So... Unfortunately, even with your crazy good to hit uh, a natural one, you miss your target just barely. As it swings its longsword at you, it doesn't hit you, but it's enough to put you just off balance enough that your charge does not go through.
2: Crap baskets. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, got ah, it. Crap baskets. <laughs> you got it. <laughs>
0: All right. That does bring us to Gideon.
3: We're going to go there. And we're going to start an invocation of destruction.
0: All right. Is that your turn?
3: Yep. Move, move.
0: That will then bring us to Kieran, top of the round.
4: Now, Gideon, you could have maybe done that in a single move.
3: Huh? No, invocation. Haste? Invocation is a move action.
4: Oh, I just didn't know if you wanted to move forward further. Okay.
3: Oh, I see what you mean, because I have haste. How much does haste give me?
0: It would double your movement, pretty much.
3: Oh, so let's just move all the way in there. I guess I could have taken an attack then instead, but whatever.
0: Um, also, I forgot. Uh, Oren and Gideon ending your turns adjacent yeah. within it. You get a will save.
2: Nope, it's too late.
3: Shame you didn't tell me about that sooner. Gideon's fine.
1: Just Jessup? I don't know uh, if You are within 30
0: feet of it, yes. So Oren, 23, you're good. Jessup, 25, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you... The creature assumed that the heavily armored people would have low will saves, but I think all of you have good will saves. So
4: That's Not my best. being stereotypical. And it deserves everything it gets.
2: Yep, I
0: agree. I agree.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So use it as my turn, right?
0: E, that is correct.
4: Okay, I'm going to try to cast another magic missile. I will roll a caster level check with a plus two. Fourteen, that fails. Oof. So my magic missile fizzles and I use up the spell slot.
0: Plus for confidence bonus that you can choose to apply to any attack roll caster level check
2: that oh yeah i forgot check, about right?
4: that brandon even reminded me last round and i forgot about it oh, i wasn't going to say
1: it a second oh, time i was man. like all right karen doesn't want a grand destiny
4: i just i compl- that's not even karen that's just sarah being a
1: okay when jason player. said that you could do three or less i i was really hoping that you went with my you could do it three times you
0: immediate s- action to do right
4: yeah but i have to do it, it before i roll
1: Yeah, you have to choose before you
0: you So I can't
4: apply it after the the fact
0: (laughs) What? it? Yeah,
4: because I'm really dumb I'm sorry Jessup, you should have cast it on somebody that actually would remember to use it Ah, I can't see him
1: in the haze!
0: I mean, I feel like I have given grace to uh, Justin and Josh plenty of times in the past. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: how
4: did I get that? The thing with that? is, with a roll that low, I don't even know if I would have applied it after the fact, because I would have assumed that it has a higher spell resistance, so I probably wouldn't have even. Well, you
0: know what it is. I've told you, technically. Because because one exactly. guy rolled exactly yeah, it. what yeah. it was, so I was like, "That is exactly."
1: Right.
4: Seventeen. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yes, I.
1: I can tell you, it's above fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's below eighteen.
4: Yeah. So I mean, I guess if I had done the math, I would have probably used it just as an assurance. But
0: I mean, I'm fine if you do it. It hasn't been hit yet, so it's not like you're going to kill it.
4: All right. Well, get ready for this damage. 19. Wow. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, and that's going to be my turn, because I don't want to get any closer.
0: Okay. Well, that'll then bring us to Jessup. You are in the Mind Fog, but you are perfectly fine. What would you like to do?
1: Jessup is... Um, so the performance is lingering for its second turn. Jessup will move back to be out of range of its aura... So I'm going to move to here, I believe, and I should be within 60 feet. Oh yeah, I'm still, I am I can't go back further here. We'll go, we'll go there. Yeah, so Jessup will have it linger for the second time. He will move. As a move action, he'll pull out his bow, and then he will swift action arcane strike, and then I will take one shot, firing into melee. I don't have destruction. Okay, should be good.
0: Let's see what you can do. A 20. 20 and that miss. is with firing into
1: melee. Okay. Ah, <clears throat> oh, shucks! Ah oh, haze back. was... A flavor of haze was still in my eyes!
0: That brings us to Durgar Unconscious, the Sugathi. So those of you standing adjacent to it, now that you're right next to the creature, you can see that it appears to be slightly healing from its wounds. And it is going to take a step back. Does it have any fun spells it can do? It's... I mean, it can try that again, I guess. But it has, at this point, noticed that y'all have really good will saves, apparently. So it is just going to Magic Missile again, I think. Gideon, this is going to be some damage here. Gideon, you take nine points of
1: damage from
0: the Magic Missiles pretty bad roll. Yeah, I mean, I rolled super good before, and then this is the regression to the mean.
3: Yeah, it sounds like the uh, the big powerhouse of these creatures is that they could phantasm killer, and we're all just like, that's not gonna happen.
0: I'll give a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, Sugathi are not actually super high CR, so no. I advanced them, but advancing them doesn't automatically change the DCs on the sheet, so I'm still using the lower DCs, so they're not really that hard to resist. They're just really cool creatures. So yeah, that's nine damage to uh, you, Gideon, and then that'll bring us to Orin.
2: Five foot step! Now! Taste my vengeance.
3: And don't forget to have extra damage on there.
2: Alright. Oh, I forgot to put on the extra damage.
0: That's just three more?
2: Yeah, three more. On each hit. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, so the 26 will hit. The 37 will confirm... Uh, with a 36, uh, so that is a critical hit there, and then the 30 will hit.
2: So oh, sorry, the mineral damage for that one. And that, the last one does have the damage added in, so it's only six additional damage.
0: So, the first attack hits it for the 19 damage. The crit hits it for the 40 something damage. It is still up, but your third attack with the final 16 is just barely enough to put it down. And you guys stand it's, there. Yeah, that's
2: that's only thirteen. That's, it has the three programmed in.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, it it had, uh, I think it had seventy one hit points, and you did forty. Was it seventy one? Because it took nineteen before sixty six. Sorry, it had sixty six hit points, uh, and you did oh, 19, yeah, 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 nineteen, yeah. yep. then like forty something, yeah. and thirteen. So I think yeah. Not enough to kill it to its con, but over time you, it would eventually die out. Yeah. And so you put the Sugathi down, and you are all left there in the long walk here with two unconscious Duragar and two Sugathi. And uh, now that the combat is over, I'll give you a little bit more info about Sugathi. I imagine that at this point you could study them with a little bit more time and make a uh, a more informed knowledge check in better lighting. So yes, yeah, so you already knew that they had spells like confusion. You found out they had mind fog and phantasmal killer. Uh, they had suggestion, but never had a chance to use it. They have a cool thing where they are, they're under the constant effect of mage armor, which is pretty nice. So yeah, they have a short sword they can attack with. They have a, a wand of, of magic missile, Uh DR 10 slashing or piercing. They have an aura. So the thing that was happening on every round, they have an aura of madness. So any sane creature within 30 feet must make a will save every round uh, or be confused for one round. The fun bit, which is kind of giving away a little bit of what happened in the past, but it's not a big deal. Um, A creature that fails this save five times in a row becomes permanently insane as per the insanity spell, which you kind of maybe assume is, is possibly what happened to these other Duragar. They, might have been confused by the spells and then got stuck within the aura of both of these Sugathi and just over time eventually went insane. Yeah, the confusion command is really neat. Being able to just immediate action decide how a confused creature acts is pretty cool. That's why I kind of didn't go with the fear because if we were playing it where act normally is how fear goes and these things would never choose to have them act normally, it was just how i decided to play it in the in the moment i felt that, that made sense
3: was that fear just wouldn't work or
0: yeah because they would never be acting normally right and like we could make opposed charisma checks but these guys have pretty decent charisma so
3: oh yeah no i was i was just i was surprised to learn that there were actual rules for it that wasn't uh we yeah have those to rules are
0: normally for dominate person if you have two people dominating the same creature giving it separate commands
3: um, um yeah, but as they were listed on D twenty, there's for any conflicting mind affecting effects.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um it's just normally the only ones that actively conflict are usually the dominate ones.
3: Usually, yeah.
0: So yeah, you guys are left here with some unconscious, insane Duragar. Uh what would you like to do?
3: I know it's uh, insane. I don't think there's anything Gideon can do about that.
0: Yeah, if if they do in in fact proved to be insane, as per the Insanity spell, then you guys would know that the only way to cure them is um, Greater Restoration, Heal, Limited Wish, Miracle, or Wish. Which, you have access to some of those.
3: Heal, we have access to.
4: Okay, so Break Enchantment wouldn't work?
0: Uh, It is not listed under Insanity as being one of the spells that works, no.
4: Alright, I wasn't gonna use it anyway, but...
0: Probably because insanity yeah. is a second level. I was
2: gonna say, or- Orin will not be using heal. <laughs> um, no. No.
3: We'll just leave him. Is that
2: a fate worse than uh,
1: death, though? Really? I mean, the the basically they're gonna be safe the rest of their lives. At least putting them out of the misery while they're unconscious might be maybe mildly frowned upon, but uh, is it?
0: I mean, you could always tie him up and leave a sign saying "free merchandise."
3: I don't think we're going to do that. Although I appreciate your input.
0: Yeah, because like I said, nobody's going to pay for insane slaves, but free slaves—you know,
1: nothing wrong with that.
2: I'm, yeah, the Orange is going to leave him there. Well, I don't know. I don't. I,
1: I don't want to do it myself. But K- Karen, wait, come back. Just close your eyes and pretend the Wyverns.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Gideon's laughing as he's going to go take care of stuff. <laughs> Uh, oh, Jessup sure, you
4: old. laugh about it now, but you didn't laugh back then.
3: The times have changed, Karen.
1: <laughs> Jessup, you know, I feel like I could laugh about a lot more that I uh, don't think I could have, even just a few weeks ago.
3: I know what you mean. Do we find anything on them?
0: The only thing that you find on the Sugathi themselves are... I mean, they each had a Masterwork short sword, but that's, at your level, pretty much worthless. But they did have the wands that they were using. Wands of... Magic missile caster level five, so that's how they were getting three missiles with uh, each of their castings, and they used those uh, pretty heavily throughout the fight. Blue actually used his more, so red's wand only has five charges left, blue's wand has nine. The Duragar, they each had, uh, so they, I mean, they have plus one full plate if you want that. They had plus two dwarven war axes, if you want to pick those up. They each had amulets of natural armor, plus one, if you guys want one of those. They each had cloak of resistance, plus one, which you guys totally don't have a lot of.
4: <laughs> I can add two to our what we have.
0: And they each had a ring of protection, plus one. Okay. Worthless. Yeah, none, none of those are actually going to be
3: uh, useful to you directly. It's gold, indirectly.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's take some of those. And are right. not so be useful to us. The
0: unconscious insane. Dirt, right?
1: Well, I just figured we can maybe at least take the the, the necklace and the ring. If we run into another um, patrol, maybe a set of gold that they would take. A couple of those trinkets as part of the wealth. It's so like the two cloaks, the two rings, the two necklaces because they're what two thousand.
0: Uh, yeah. The the necklace and ring are two thousand, and the cloak is a thousand. So it's
1: it's basically five thousand worth of gold between all six of those. Maybe we can barter those for patrol.
0: All right, so yeah, you guys take the stuff and uh, leave the Duragar there unconscious, uh, but alive for who knows how long. That will
3: continue to be the case. I think, I think Kieran was going to stabby stabby. Oh,
2: okay. what?
0: No, he
3: was not. I don't know why you assumed that, he was not. Jessup had said to, but
2: yes.
0: I don't think Kieran had.
3: Well, you were going to go say something, and then Jason comes interrupting you, so I don't know yeah. what that was. <laughs> Shame. So I just assumed it was stabby stabby, but sorry me.
4: Yeah, Kieran is definitely not going to stab them, so...
2: Okay. You'd think Kieran would be used to stabbing slaves.
4: Ooh. Oh! I'm not sure where you get that impression from.
1: <laughs> yeah, Orn would know that.
4: I don't know if he's ever ever said anything about stabbing slaves.
1: He didn't need to. <laughs> he didn't need to. <laughs> Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can yeah, read but... between the lines.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he will as Flindak moves up, he's going to clap a hand on Flindak's shoulder and say well, as usual as usual, Flindak, you've been indispensable in that combat. You did so much good to help us, so much appreciated.
0: Yeah, I know you guys didn't see the other five of them from the behind, but uh, I took care of those, so...
4: Yes, from the behind. Great. Glad you've got us. You're there bringing up the rear.
3: Yeah. Well well done.
4: Do you have any idea how much longer we're going to be down here? It's been, what, four days? We've got, what, ten days Uh, to go?
0: Well, uh, let me think. Uh, This is actually the fifth day, I think.
4: They're starting to blur together. I can't keep track of what's day and night.
0: We will reach the spot that, uh, will be diverging... And probably another three, four days. If we keep up a good pace, three days.
4: Well, goody. Looking forward to it. So far, things have been okay, though. Those two and he'll motion to the two unconscious, uh, dwar Durgar, They hit pretty hard. That wasn't fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, we train them well.
4: Yeah, I can see that. Hopefully we can get through... Some more days without any excitement.
0: Well, cross your
1: fingers. Just a blast, flinch, uh, With the, with those two, you know, when they wake up, assuming they're not uh, eating or anything while they're unconscious, um, being criminally insane down, you know, and down here, what, uh, what do you think the chances are? I mean, it really depends. If we manage to come across
0: another patrol in the next day or two, we could let them know, give them at least a fighting chance. Maybe the patrol can do something about them. But that would still leave him probably three days or so out here. I mean, to my knowledge, insanity doesn't drive you to kill yourself, usually. You knock yourself unconscious, and then you'll heal back on your own, and then do it all over again. And if these guys are already unconscious, they're probably going to be out for quite a long time. So, if a creature comes by, then they're dead. If not, then they might be fine.
4: Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, that doesn't have anything to do with us, so I say we press on.
3: Gideon, cool guy nods. Cool right. guy nods. And
0: all you round. all become evil for leaving <laughs> the defenseless, evil aligned Duragar.
2: Duragar.
4: <laughs> Kieran turns to leave, and all of a sudden he just sprints into the
3: darkness. Oh. He's insane. He's <laughs> <It's> insane. He's running for the Darklands. You still have your clothes on!
4: (laughs) You see him just ripping (laughs) off clothes as he
0: goes. (laughs) You guys continue along the long walk for the rest of that day. And again, you make camp as is routine now. Set up your watches. The next morning comes. You do all of your daily uh, rituals and then continue uh, walking onwards. And this uh, sixth day of your trip, actually the entire day goes by uneventfully, Flandak is able to guide you and you make good progress uh, progress. Good progress. Good progress. I was going to say progression and then I decided not to say that but I started saying it so and he actually allows you to avoid any problematic encounters that you might have encountered on that day and uh, again you rest, wake up the next morning, continue on the seventh day of your journey and near the end of the seventh day you do encounter uh, another Duergar patrol. You've done this once before, I imagine you're probably going to try to pull the same situation, the same plan, I imagine. Hiding hiding the dwarf and then trying to just talk your way past?
4: Yes, and this time Kieran would also cast Fly on Orin so that he could just hover above the ground.
0: Okay. I don't... I mean, if you want to role-play out the discussion again, it's pretty much the same situation. Uh, however, the only difference is that Flendak would uh, point out and he says well, it Looks like uh, An ironclad's
3: leading this patrol Highly Recommend not coming to blows Um, Forgive Our ignorance what's an ironclad Though uh, it's a, probably One of the most Decorated members
0: of the Durgar Empire I guess in your Words they'd be like a I don't know like a general or something I think that's how your rankings go
3: Something like that
1: Okay, well, uh, wish me luck.
0: Yeah, so you go up and you uh, do your talking, and they they request a similar amount that the first patrol did. You can make a, a diplomacy check to see if you can talk them down at all.
1: How much did they say?
0: One thousand per person.
1: Uh, three of us. Um, so how about, let's say we give you those... Uh, I'm trying, just trying to talk about the, the items that we had found that, uh... It's not necessarily straight gold, but we give you uh, some trinkets that we have an excess of our possession that is equivalent of 5,000 gold in total. Thinking giving him the, the two necklaces, the two rings, and the two cloaks and try to barter to see if that would be sufficient enough. So more, more than what you asked for, just not in physical gold, but in materials that you could sell for gold or make use of as you please.
0: And the number that you're citing there is the sell value, so like because you sell at half price?
1: Right, because it would be... Okay, Okay. right? just
0: making sure.
4: Wait, what? Wait. Sorry, why are we offering that much? That's totally up to you, Jessup. You're the one talking. I'm just
1: curious.
0: Well, I'm going to say if he makes that offer, I'll give him a bonus on his diplomacy, but still, yeah, it's up
1: to you. Well, they're decorated, we don't want to fight, and you guys weren't going to take them anyway. I
4: had them on the sheet, yeah. I had 100% taken them, but that's cool. That's up to you. It's totally up to you.
1: I guess that's the impression Jessup had. So,
3: yeah, no. the 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 idea, though, is I, I think that we're they, even though we're not using them, they count as half their gold value later if we ever get a chance to buy magic items. Well, that's what Jessop's offering. unless
1: us when you want to come down and try to renegotiate.
2: Orin clearly steps up and goes.
0: Well, unfortunately, the fact that Kieran had sprinted ahead, <laughs> they take that as a sign that he's trying to evade the toll, and they immediately attack. <laughs> So yeah, it's however you want. If you want to make the offer that you just did, Jessup, then I will give you a plus four on your diplomacy check to try to hit that DC.
1: That was the goal that Jessup had had taking those items to begin with, so that is what he will offer.
0: And uh, if we're doing the same thing as before, the negotiation would have been just between the two of you, so it's kind of your prerogative.
1: Yep, so that's what Jessup said, okay. so roll. Roll diplomacy and you get a plus four. So 22 plus four, so that's 26. You needed the plus four,
0: so... Ah, <laughs> you do hit the DC twenty five to negotiate them down a little bit less than a thousand, but they'll still end up like you offer them what you do, and so like yeah, I guess because you're offering more than it was, so it's it's fine even with failing the DC, uh, the highest DC. But um, um, they will accept those items in lieu of cash, in in lieu of hard coin but because the plus four was enough to, to negotiate them down at all. So yeah, you're able to trade off the plus one magic items that were kind of just in the bag for taking up space.
4: Well, I think what would happen though, is if Jessup starts walking back to Kieran, Kieran's going to take out the money bag and he'll be like, all right, so we're we looking at Jessup 1500 again and he'll start, I think he's got the coins kind of neatly separated into bundles, smaller bundles, and he'll start counting out fifteen
1: hundred. Uh, Jessup would have stayed back and had Flend originally walk up, like we did the other time. It's kind of like a good faith of a an agreement.
0: Yeah, so like Flendick would go back and he'd he'd pull the rest of them forward, so everybody would eventually come up.
1: Oh yeah, uh, okay. So uh, the the items that we had procured yesterday from. Uh the tunnels here. We shall give those to them guys, and, uh, they will nicely take that as payment to pass.
4: What? Why the, why the items? Why not just the gold like with the other group?
1: Well, that's a thought I had yesterday. Plus, these look like more fine gentlemen that, uh, want some well-goodies and, uh, we don't want to tussle with them at all. I don't.
4: Well, did they want items, or did were they going for a coin first? What exactly did you negotiate, Jessup?
1: Well, they asked for coin, but uh thought I'd trade in the items.
0: How much coin did they ask? The way that this played out, they didn't ask for coin. Well, I mean, they would have asked for coin, but you you made your, your discussion before a number had been determined,
1: so they didn't ask for a specific number. So
0: technically, you can't say that they
1: asked for less. We kind of didn't really get too much into negotiations I just kind of offered uh, to let us pass they thought it was sufficient
0: Kieran's face
4: kind of hardens listen Jessup I trust you I do but he'll just sigh and he'll take the items out I guess since I can't speak the language you'll do what you'll do
3: it is so a lot yeah, more than last time Jessup that's all
4: right but maybe we'll take that out of your share as well
1: you know let's uh let's just pay them and we can get out of way and we can discuss it later then
4: yep and Karen will toss him the items.
0: I blew up the image of the ironclad for you.
4: We could take him. He's just a mini guy.
3: He looks like he—he he, he looks like. What's the worst he could do? Poke with the little stick he's got there. <laughs> I'll, I'll be Definitely fine. the
0: strongest Dregar you've come across so
4: far. Karen and Gideon just like point and laugh at him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you call that a warrior? <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, Kieran puts his fingers in his ears and sticks out his tongue. Not, not really, no.
0: I'll kind of give you (laughs) some behind the scenes on this guy because I think he's cool. And since it doesn't look like we're going to be coming to blows, he has a prestige class as well. He actually took four levels of Stalwart Defender. Oh, I love that class. And he's wearing some full plate heavy, heavy shield. His AC is pretty nice. Yeah, he would have been, he would have been fun to, uh, to do a combat with. But, uh, Yes, very much cooler than Shadow Dancer.
2: Why can't he be our guide? (laughs) Right? He
0: he wouldn't lower himself to being a guide. He's a general. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you guys complete your negotiations, and they, because of the distance that uh, Oren decided to put out this time, they didn't notice you. The Ironclad has a really good perception compared to what some of the other ones did, but... The distance penalties added up enough that uh, he also didn't notice, and they go on their way.
4: Joke's on us. Orin just takes off.
0: <laughs> See ya! You
2: find a pile of armor on the ground.
4: <laughs> Flindag puts it on because it's the stone plate.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, you guys uh, pay off that patrol, and you go the rest of the day again, the standard procedure. And the next day comes, this would now be the eighth day of your journey. And um, Flendak kind of starts out in the morning, he says, Well, uh, we actually made some really good progress the last couple days now. I think probably later today in the evening, we might get close to uh, where we're going to be uh, splitting off. I think when we made our original route, you mentioned that you'd be going as far as the Five-Eyed Matron and then uh, splitting off into some side tunnels. So we'll be getting there by the end of the day, I think. And uh, yeah, you guys all recall that on your... the map that you had found, the trip through the Long Walk goes like 120 or so miles. And then once it reaches a location known as the Five-Eyed Matron... It splits off into side tunnels for the last 20 or so miles before actually reaching Kragadan. I don't believe you told Flendak that you were going to Kragadan. You just told him that you were going to the Five-Eyed Matron and then splitting off. So he's not aware of where you're going after that. He informs you that you'll be there probably by the end of the day. You continue walking. You don't encounter any issue. And then eventually... You do arrive at a location, let me uh, put some of these on the map here. So you guys approach uh, a large area in the Long Walk. You see phosphorescent fungi clinging to the walls all around, shining a soft violet light across this large underground pool to one side of the paved highway. An immense statue of a plump dwarven woman appears to be holding the ceiling aloft by the shore of this lake. Her spider-like face uh, seems to be half-collapsed and is leaving only a, a scowling mouth and a fi- and five eyes behind. Flenneck might have told you some, like, touristy bits of information. You know, the, the five-eyed matron is a fairly well-known landmark along the long walk, both for the distinct statue and the agreeable campsite and water supply next to it. Mineral-laden water pools from several uh, small side caverns, creating a hundred-foot-wide underground lake home to blind fish and aggressive translucent translucent insects. So, yeah, as as we're arriving at uh, the Five-Eyed Matron, if there's anything you guys wanted to do the day before leading up to this moment, now would be the time.
1: I think the night, last night, the night before when we were starting to get ready, Jessup would approach Gideon and Kieran about the negotiations because they didn't seem too thrilled with Jessup's negotiations earlier. Just kind of approach awkwardly, uh, hey, uh, guys, I just wanted to chat. You didn't didn't seem too thrilled with the uh, negotiations there with the uh, little rootin' tootin', grumpy-looking general guy.
3: Well, it's, it's nothing about you, um... Jessup, it's just, it's tough from our perspective. We have to put a lot of faith in you, and it's, it was just a lot more than the last amount that we had agreed to, and it's frustrating, I think, to lose our gold uh, as we trump through. It's just one of those ones where uh, when I, I don't really care about personal gain for gold so much, but every every coin we lose is, is less that can help defend your mouthless, so that's just how I think about it.
1: Oh, I see. Well, I mean, in my eyes, anything that uh, we can spend to make sure we get safely to where we need to go is for defending Namathus. and no, no, it's all intended for somebody who's grown up here my entire life, spending fifty some odd years defending Namathus. I think I kind of would say that I know what's best.
3: Oh, we recognize that it's just more than last time, that's all.
1: I mean, is this is this all about money for you guys? I mean, well, I mean, everything is- that we're doing between.
3: Jessup, I don't think you're being very defending. Fair long there.
1: shadow, wait. You know, I, I don't, uh, I don't want to be interrupted right now. I'm just curious because I feel like you guys are really more in this for the money and the gold, and there's
3: more on the line. I don't know, Jessup, I don't want to start a fight, but I don't know if you're being intentionally antagonizing. Surely you recognize that there's utility in money. I don't think anyone would stick here long enough if we're only here for personal gain. Well, I
1: guess I don't really see what the big deal was, but uh, you guys kind of seemed a little frustrated, and I don't know, kind of, kind of got to me a little bit. We we do what we all can, what's best. I thought I did what was best, and I don't know. What about you, Kieran? You you seemed kind of be the most stone-faced of it all.
4: Well, Jessup, it's just that in those situations we're trusting for you to do what's right for the group and I got the sense that you didn't really do much negotiating you just kind of showed your hand right at the beginning and I mean this with all good intention but I think sometimes you may allow people to walk over you and that's just not how I was raised and that's not how I live so you know it's over it is what it is but you know if it comes to something like that before you know I would appreciate it if you Ask for input as well,
1: well, I mean, you guys can come up and try to help negotiate if you want next time. maybe I will well, maybe I will leave it to you guys capable hands
3: no one no one doubts you, Jessup. It's just frustrating uh, last time fifteen uh was even steep in my mind, and this time as far as the value of items that we lost it was it was nearly five thousand, so it's just a lot more it's just. <laughs>
4: It's a bit hurtful that you would jump right to accusing us of doing this only for the money. If I was doing this only for the money, I wouldn't be here right now. I would be long gone. So don't you dare accuse me of only doing this for the money.
1: Well, that's kind of what it seemed like. I mean, I've given a lot of my money, my effort, my time. For the cause that we're in now, and everything that we've done. Before, me personally. I mean... We got a bunch of money from the loot that we had gotten when we got the Long Shadow, and I gave a good chunk of that away uh, from my own accord, of course, to the Rangers to help them rebuild. You know, I do what I think is right with the money and the sacrifices that uh, we have to make to potentially protect ourselves to keep moving forward. I think it's kind of the first time that uh, you know the two of you seem to have some distrust and some irritation with me, and
3: Mine does not stem from distrust, Jessup. You know for a fact, as much as I've pledged my shield for Nirmithas, I pledged it first to you, even if you turned me away. I am here because I believe in what you fight for. And I recognize this legion is terribly strong. And I think that we just have to leverage every advantage and opportunity.
1: Well, Skirin mentioned you could just... Take that full 5,000 out of my share, and we'll just be done with it. And Joseph would walk off, just kind of sit with himself to his thoughts for the rest of the night.
3: Gideon will kind of look to Kieran, shrug his shoulders. Huh? I see his point about his share. It's not even fair to think about it that way. Although he doesn't see it, as much as his coin is dedicated towards the war effort, mine is too. It's just a discretion of how I see fit to spend that and him the same.
4: Right, I get that. I mean, if he wants to negotiate that out of his share, that's his prerogative. But, like you made a point, this money can be used for near Mothis and other ways. And I think we should definitely do what we need to to do safe passage down here, but... It's just bothersome that all of a sudden the toll jumped that high. Flindak, you were there. How did the negotiation go?
0: yeah I mean, I told him I let him know that uh, we were going to be up against an ironclad here, so we really didn't want to uh, come to blows way I see it. He just was extra careful to make sure that uh, there was no room for them uh, saying that we were trying to lowball him
4: right. but did they even give us what they wanted? What did they ask what, for?
0: what they wanted? Did they give us what they wanted or no, did, did they did they
4: name their price? I mean? What did they- what did they originally ask for?
0: He- he gave that as the opening bid.
4: So he didn't even wait to hear what they asked for? He just threw out a price?
0: Yeah, it sounded like he just wanted to, uh, make sure that you're safe from the get-go, you know? Offer more than they did last time.
1: I- I did mean to offer more than last time, but I thought, and when Jason was talking, it was gonna be this, like, because you mentioned no role play that we were going to do the same so I thought that they assumed the thousand per person again
0: yeah that's fair as well I
1: I, I, I 100%
3: thought you said Yeah, it was I 1, don't think Jessup
1: came up and just said, hey, we'll give you all this crap you've let us go. I think they said a thousand per person. Jessup's like, how about we give you 5,000 worth of stuff and you guys just let us go? No problem. Yeah, it's that, no that, that could
0: very well be the case. I, I don't remember the exact order of events. So if that's how you guys remember it, then 100%. Yeah.
3: I don't know what it, listening back will reveal, but I thought for sure you said it is a thousand a person again. And then Jessup negotiated yeah, yeah. five thousand in trade goods.
1: Yeah, I mean I know Kieran might hate Jessup, but I want to think he hates her <laughs> more than he needs to Right.
3: <laughs> right just 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 for full disclosure, yeah. I a hundred percent assumed that they had already made an initial cash offer. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done that up right out yeah, of the game. So, right.
0: Jessup, you, you kind of point that out in, in Flint X like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I
1: honestly I wasn't paying attention at
0: all because I didn't have to pay money, so I was like, who cares? Uh, so yeah, whatever.
4: Well, and I think with that assumption, Kieran still has a problem with it. Just that they were asking for 3000 and we could have just given them 3000 So I think he still has an issue with it. And, you know, privately to Gideon, he, he'll he go, go down kind of another route based on the conversation and he'll say, Gideon, I know you have different views than me on this. Maybe you're not the appropriate person to vent this to, but... I am sick of people telling me that they know better just because they were raised in this country. Just because I'm an outsider means my my thoughts, my assistance, what I do, doesn't mean as much because I wasn't raised here. I'm sick of that.
3: Uh, I yeah, I am the one to vent too. I. I... Mean what I have said, and I do pledge myself to Nirmathas, but especially with Jessup—none uh, offence intended—but they—they are Nirmathi through and through, and I respect the pride. I understand where it comes from, uh, but it is frustrating, especially to have your motives questioned. Everything I do is first and foremost in the service of my patron, Milani. Thereafter, I am a day. And in service of that, I have pledged myself to Nirmathus through and through. I do not know a cause that I am more convicted for. It is a shame to have your character so holistically doubted by someone that you thought you were closer to. He's short-sighted, but I can't hardly fault him for that. All he's ever known is this life.
4: Right, I suppose. Well, if he wants to think that I'm in it for the money, then that's all fair to him. And maybe deep down, maybe I am in it for the money. Who knows?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. At least for my sake, I don't know what validation you need, but I see your honest effort. And I don't think it matters why you do a good thing, just so long as you've done a good thing. And well, here you are, and I see you.
4: Well, I appreciate that, Gideon. At least somebody sees it. I am trying None of you really know my upbringing, so you don't really know what I was raised to believe and feel. And even doing this and being here is contrary to what I was raised to do. So I do slip up. I do have differing views. I get that. I acknowledge it. But I'm trying to put on my best face for the rest of you because I know that's not how you do things around here. And you can laugh at me. I can be the bad guy. To put down enemies when the rest of you don't want to I can bear that burden but I don't want to have my motives questioned and I don't want people to think I'm in it for the wrong reasons
3: Gideon nods we all have our roles to play Gideon. Um, Kieran um he was
4: telling himself yeah, I see you Gideon I see I you and what you're doing the good things <laughs> you're doing I see yeah. you
3: <laughs> you're great Gideon um But my last encouragement to you, Kieran, I think you have to find some sense of internal validation, almost. It doesn't really matter why Jessup thinks you're doing what you're doing. He'll think what he will. Know yourself first. With that, I think, comes comfort. Regardless of what people think of me, yourself included... I know why I fight and I know what my long-term goals are and I know that I am in true devotion and service to Milani. it does not matter uh, what my faith looks like to you or how I commune or anything I know for me it's what I need to do so maybe you can find something like that
4: yeah and I know you and I have had our differences I know you and I are very different in how we act and how we live but I do respect you for that you have a goal that you work towards, you're confident in what you're doing. I don't have that yet.
3: Well, you'll find it. And like you were saying, we all come from different places. The Knights Vigil, Knights of Ozum, they were very kind to me. They were not heavy handed with their devotion, and they allowed me the freedoms I hope everyone can enjoy. They were a religious order, sure, and they had their moments. But ultimately, they wanted what was best for me, even if that meant not being a part of them. Um, and for that, they have earned my eternal respect. That's a very different environment than I think what you were raised with. Not as supportive, perhaps. But a little bit more directed.
4: Well, I'm glad at least you and I see Itai. And whether that's the right thing or not, that remains to be seen, but at least I know I'm not crazy and feeling the way that I do about what happened I guess we'll just have to hope that we don't run into any more patrols and honestly we're kind of at the mercy of the language barrier so it's not like I can really do much to assist so I will just have to keep trusting that Jessup knows what he's doing and I suppose an argument could be made that this money is all for Nirmathus anyway
3: I think he had a point there we reward him that much I think that um, we just have to be careful with how we're doing it and that it's the most useful
4: and that's my biggest fear is he's he's a kind person he's very yeah. caring
3: he is, and Absolutely. I think that
4: goes too far sometimes I think he lets people walk all over him I don't know if he stands up for what he thinks is right in situations like that I know he had the best interest at heart but I just have a different opinion on how Things could have gone, I suppose.
3: And it might not be a difference settled anytime soon, but we'll make do with what we have, and we'll just have a chess-up factor. <laughs> a bit of the treasury will be consumed in good deeds, and that's not the problem with me. We'll just try to make sure the rest is to be used for even better deeds. I'm going to get some sleep, Kirin, but do know that you're not alone though I won't necessarily voice my concerns as quickly as you, because I've pledged my shield and I try to have faith. That's at least how I'll act. But if you need someone to talk to again, I'll be around.
4: I appreciate that, Gideon. Before any of this happened, I'm not sure I would have gotten along well with someone like you, but you're not so bad.
3: Well, that can be hard to get along with. I recognize that much.
4: You're just very passionate. It's It's a bit overwhelming sometimes, but... I'm getting used to it, I think.
3: And not to be all whatever, but I'm sure of myself, too. So there's no doubt. Perhaps that's unnerving. Anyhow, uh, be well, Kieran.
4: And we go to sleep. And then we fast forward to where we are now.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, as you guys were having your conversation, and Fl- goes was down there with Jess was just like, I really don't understand. I mean, like you said, he was in it for the money. As far as I'm concerned, it's like the highest compliment you can give somebody. I've been in it for the money since day one. So,
1: (laughs) Jessup, of course, is like kind of like sad because I think it's the first time that he's been kind of like headbutt with people. I think to Kieran's point, I completely forgot until he mentioned it, which Jessup probably might not remember is um, when Gideon went crazy with the harpies when we tried to negotiate. But I think him and Kieran, who've traveled the longest together, and Jessup really appreciating Kieran being with him for the whole story, not even knowing why he's been there the whole time, and then now just suddenly to be questioned why he did what he did, I think it kind of stings. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of like, I'm trying to do what's best, and now you're questioning what I'm doing. So now it's like, have I been doing everything that's best? I think now Jessup's just kind of conflicted with, you know, what are they really doing it for? What is he doing this for? And there's a lot. Of course, he's like deep in thought. And then Flynn comes up and just busts this freaking (laughs) joke. And Jessup, of course, I think he's like trying to get deep in thought, cracks a smile. Oh, Flynn, you were worth your penny there, friend.
3: I think it's interesting the complex of emotions here because obviously nobody is doubting the fact that Jessup is trying to do 100% the right thing. But in questioning, really, it's the difference of what money is and what money can do. Um, and so that core value affects their worldviews in interesting ways that it's the first time that that has come up as a topic of discussion. Right.
1: Well, and from Joseph's mind – I mean obviously we didn't have this conversation yet, but Joseph's like and, – and me personally a little bit. It's kind of like, yes, we have this money, but if let's say we did negotiate well enough or I tried to barter and then we end up getting a combat and we all died, we would have lost all that money and we would have had anything. Plus, right. then, who knows what have happened with Nerithos? Because like we're on this quest, and we're the only one really that knows what's going on. And we're the only four really that can stop the Legion at this point. From
3: Jessup has know. consistently been cautious and uh, short-term benefit in his analysis of money. Whereas um, Gideon and Kieran both seem to be more risk-tolerant. But because they're looking really far in the future and thinking some number in their head, like we need to maintain... Strength for a long period of time. And it's interesting to see those two... Uh, well, it probably
1: doesn't help either that, like, I don't really think Jessup needs a ton of stuff, like, material-wise, you know what I mean? Right. Like, for gear stats. I, so for me, it's kind of money, just, or let's donate it, or I don't really need it to buff me. I guess he doesn't take into consideration what you guys may need.
0: Yeah, I I really like this particular interaction because normally in the past, we've had conflicts between morality, like good and evil, type of situations like what is good or what isn't and this is law and chaos it's like a chaotic person would look at this transaction and be like look I don't really care what the number is if putting a little more on there is going to guarantee this thing goes by smooth then why the heck not and a lawful person would be like that's not that's not how things are done
3: right right it's law and chaos and then um, it's really nice because Gideon's kind of in the middle Um, so it's that really it's got that three facet kind of Nuanced approach, which, yes, like you said, it breaks free of our classic arguments of morality. I I really like this particular confrontation.
4: Yeah. And I think for Kieran, there hasn't been as much conflict on the morality scale because he's just deferring to the rest of them, knowing that they're good people and they're going to do the right thing. And yet he can be the bad guy once in a while if he needs to get his hands dirty. But In this regard, the way that he was raised, he's not an avid follower of Avatar, but that's who his family grew up worshipping. That's what he's been taught his whole life. And I think for him coming from money, he just can't wrap his head around why people would just give it away. When, when When you come to terms, why you wouldn't just meet somebody on terms? And I think in a way he also has confidence in their group and their abilities. If something were to come to blows, I think he's confident in his companions that we would be able to put down what we need to. But yeah, I think that's just kind of where the confusion's coming in his mind is. I don't know if he's ever, he's, he, since he's been traveling with them, they have never accused him of doing this for the money. And I think now he's kind of wondering, well, you know, coming from nobility and coming from a certain standard of living, Maybe he's starting to miss that and maybe, you know, giving up this money is giving up part of that life that he misses.
1: Yeah, I uh, I totally didn't mean for it to like say that, but in the moment you don't really, you just kind of save us off the cusp. And I kind of think like, man, was kind of a dick. He kind way. of was. <laughs> I mean, but I didn't mean for it, but at the same time, it's kind of like that's the first thing that came to mind. I think it's just kind of a heated moment. Like, I don't know why Kieran's doing this. Kieran won't tell him. He doesn't pry. And then now he's questioning about the whole money thing. So it's kind of like that's the only thing really Joseph has to go off of. You haven't told me what you're doing, but now you're getting a fit because he's like you are the keeper of all the materials and the items. You are managing all the transactions. You know what I mean? So it's like – and the next thing you know, you're getting a little huffy with it. So it's like, are you doing this because of that? I, it, it sounded a lot worse, but I kind of like how it played out because it-
3: – No, it's like when Nehari He's like, why are you always laughing at me? It's like <laughs> I, I'm literally not. <laughs> like Because that's just – that's what happens. People be behave irrationally when they get – angry even if the what motivates that particular outburst makes sense um so i like that a lot and like for gideon's part two you're talking about how kieran was raised i I like how at least i've how i've envisioned the knights of ozim he he had an incredibly large amount of structure a way of doing things a system of rules that he listened to but he was allowed kind of like to opt in or opt out of the rules he chose to follow you know he had this uh freedom of development that allowed him to be able to then leave um uh, with the promise of maybe coming back to help near Mothis. and so i think that that sort of you know structure but balanced approach is really interesting the way that that um, intersects and interacts uh with things here it's just yeah it's just cool i love
0: how we started out being like you guys were totally fine and now you have both sides of this argument have successfully put doubt in the mind of the other. Like, Kieran has had no issue, and then I was suddenly is like, Am I in it for the money? And Jessica <laughs> had no issue, and suddenly so he's like, Am I doing the right thing? It's like you've <laughs> yeah, managed exactly. to just screw over each other perfectly. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, all of that conversation happens the night before you guys.
1: So, I go think to sleep. coming up to this moment here unless somebody says anything I think Jessup's not not going to ignore Kieran or Gideon if they say something to him like he would respond back but he's definitely like lost in thought keeping a mental like kind of an, like an emotional distance in away from them at
3: this point you just had a fight with a family member yeah we're okay but like I'm still mad at you <laughs> that is
1: I'm, I'm still gonna buff you guys but I will question giving haste <laughs>
4: and I I think kieran is the opposite i think kieran has compartmentalized that for now and is just kind of business as usual for now he'll deal with that later but for right now he's just going to act like normal kieran
0: so yeah all that happened you guys are walking and like i said eventually in the late hours of the eighth day again you guys have been underground for for eight days now who knows what time it is you're probably starting to go a little bit uh Crazy just from being in the darkness for this whole time. But you come across what you know to be the five-eyed, the Five-Eyed Matron, the statue by the shore of the lake. And as you approach, again, this whole area is kind of well-lit with the uh, fungi, the f- phosphorescent fungi showing light everywhere. And you guys can see in the distance a group, several figures. I'll show them here for you on the other side of the lake here just by the side tunnel that you guys actually plan on going into and splitting off from as you guys approach is just like all right well this is uh my stop i guess uh you paid me in advance so i guess we're good to go uh any final requests
4: you sure you don't want to just stay on with us pro bono we've been having so much fun flynn we're a Good group of guys. You sure you don't want to just continue traveling with us?
0: Uh, Well, unfortunately, uh, I don't really know where uh, these side tunnels you're going to uh, are going to take you. And uh, I kind of have business. Like, my job is to patrol the highway. So I don't know if I can really go with you, even if you paid me.
4: What are you going to do by yourself now? You've lost the rest of your group. Are you going to go somewhere and recruit more help?
0: I might go and try to see if I can't catch up with that ironclad we uh, saw yesterday. Oh, D- I
2: just- oh, <laughs> <laughs> you feel so- <laughs> you feel betrayed, like <laughs> oh,
3: no, no. I think it's just the double setting is like wow, he really is a terrible person. Like- oh yeah, he's an absolute <laughs>
0: terrible
2: person,
3: <laughs> just through and through.
4: We paid him up front, right?
1: I believe so. Yes.
4: Okay, I think I deducted it from the money. Just wanted to make sure.
1: Yeah, Joseph would <clears throat> approach. Well, Flynn, uh, appreciate it. Puts his hand out to shake and uh, goes, kind of thinks, pauses. Um, he's talking to Flynn, looking at him directly. I know that uh, we have aligned differences, uh, slavery and, and all that stuff, but I uh, appreciate you holding up your end of the bargain and helping us uh and our goals, my goal, and uh it's uh, appreciated yep yeah, well your uh, your money was appreciated, so
3: and I trust that if we cross paths again, we won't exactly be on friendly terms, we'll be back to neutral,
0: uh yeah, probably, I guess it would depend on how much money you still have with you at the time, but um so
3: you'll try to get money from us, and we'll probably try to kill you so <laughs> I,
0: well, yeah, that's how it went the first time, so
3: so. All right, then. And he goes to shake his hand. Honor in battle and all that. Hopefully we don't cross blades again.
0: All right. Bye. (laughs) He begins walking away.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think as he walks away, Kieran's going to kind of say under his breath, Wow, he really was useless, wasn't he?
2: It's a very dark for you. They're generally pretty useless.
3: What
2: oh, was that? Well, careful. You heard me! You heard me! I,
1: heard <laughs> heard me. I have
2: 13 perception. Careful, You're careful, trash! Lord.
3: Careful, <laughs> Lord. You're not even
2: a real dwarf! <laughs> <laughs> Your beard is tiny!
3: Careful, Orin, Orin.
4: Yeah, Kieran's gonna kind of like clap a hand over Orin's mouth. Alright, alright, time and place, my friend, time and place.
0: The ironclad shows up and you have to fight all of them.
3: Yeah, not to mention, historically speaking, the quest for sky they might have been the bad guys, just saying. <laughs> Oh, the dwarves yeah, <laughs> yeah the dwarves are definitely canonically the bad guys i
0: mean they were fighting the bad guys but they were also probably
3: they, the bad guys they were also the bad guys they were fighting bad they, they were fighting bad guys but they were fighting bad guys for bad reasons it's like the crusades you know
0: it's like you didn't have to fight the bad guys
3: yeah no need to and by fighting the bad guys you hurt a bunch of civilians and made life miserable
0: yeah, the surface really sucked for a thousand years after that.
3: Directly because of the dwarven quest for sky, Yeah, pushing the orcs onto the surface. It's where they belong! It's where they belong! Which was a religious war, too, because Torag told them, right? He's all let go here now.
0: Uh, yeah, they had a prophecy that Torag said something about like when the earth shattered or something like that. It was a sign to go to the surface, and there was Earthfall. Which just coincidentally.
3: You have no evidence? And their holy, their holy campaign against. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But it's okay. You're not bad, Orin.
0: An orc family shows up. They're like, you know what your ancestors did to us?
4: <laughs> I love it. you guys are just having this philosophical conversation, and these people are just watching us, like, the heck are they talking about over there? <laughs> They haven't orc moved season, for 30 minutes. The orc
2: orc sees <laughs> the orc family. And I do it again! Pop, pop! <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh all right all right grandpa <laughs>
0: all right so yeah you guys are at this this landmark on the long road that uh immediately precedes the tunnel that you guys assume is your next destination and in the distance with the glow of the fungi you do see some more durigar that are around the area uh, it appears to be maybe some sort of it doesn't look like a patrol. It looks too big to be a patrol, but it's like a procession of something. And, um...
3: We see corpses?
0: You see bodies on the ground? Um I mean, at the distance that you are, you don't know if that means, like, corpses or if there's just some of them are sleeping at the moment. I know on the map you can see the big red X's, but...
4: <laughs> All right, be on your guard, lads. Looks like we may have trouble up ahead.
3: Shields up, and, uh... I'll walk close.
4: Yeah, Kieran is going to drink the Potion of Tongues as we get closer.
3: Ooh, he will be involved in the negotiations.
4: <laughs> and we will march forward, I suppose.
0: Yeah, you guys begin to uh, get closer to this procession, and you guys probably make it uh, about probably 50 or so feet away. It was like, you're at like the bend of the, the lake here before one figure walks up a little bit further than the others. And I'll show you what this person looks like.
4: Oh, she's yeah, okay. beautiful. Beautiful. All, ah. all 17 of her chins.
0: <laughs> you see a Duragar woman that uh. is wearing robes and golden necklaces and And you see the symbol of Droskar literally, like, tattooed or etched into her forehead.
2: Oh, it's going to get weird.
0: She approaches you and she says, What might you be doing here, surface dwellers?
4: We're just passing through.
0: Passing through. Interesting. Well, as you can see, my procession has run into uh, some trouble so we're a bit on edge at the moment you wouldn't happen to have noticed any Trox slaves on your journey have you?
4: Do I know what a Trox is?
0: Roll A
4: I have Arcana, Local, and Nobility
0: Monstrous Humanoid so they would be local then
4: Okay here it comes 16 I think trucks are a playable race, right? Just weird race? If if you're
0: crazy, they could be
3: (laughs) a playable race. Anything's a playable race if you have a uh, DM that's crazy enough.
0: Oh, that's weird. Monstrous humanoids are technically not local. That's weird.
4: Wait, they're not?
0: Yeah, they're nature.
4: Then what one is local?
0: I mean, local is humanoids, but I assumed monstrous humanoids were still humanoid enough to be local but it says nature we'll just for now we'll pretend that those were nature checks and not bother with it too much unless oh. your nature is way higher than your local i don't have nature so. okay so we'll just take these i guess um, i mean Kieran
4: can play off of that though if he doesn't know he doesn't know okay uh well unfortunately i'm not really sure what atrox is so We haven't come across anything we haven't been able to identify, so that makes me think that we haven't run across any of them yet.
0: All right. Um, Well, if you're curious what they look like, there's one back there. And uh, she points to the body here, which is a corpse. And I'll blow up that image. You can see what that looks like.
4: Wow. That is cool.
3: It looks so cool.
0: Yep. A multi-limbed insectile creature. Large, very big creature. Um, And She says... Ah, uh, my procession here were making our way from a monastery near Mabryn on our way to Felstrock. And, uh, well, our Trox slaves thought that they would, uh, try to escape. Had a bit of a, a fight. Unfortunately, we had to kill one of them and they took three of ours with them. The rest ran off into the side tunnels and, uh, We're just uh, recovering here, trying to figure out how best to retrieve them. Where are you headed, might I ask?
4: Uh, OOC. I don't really know the names of the places that we're heading to, so... I have the map up. I know we're heading in the direction of Felstrock.
0: Uh, nope, you're heading the opposite direction. Ah, I
4: did it again. (laughs) We're heading (laughs) in the direction of Hagegraph.
3: Gideon takes his hand and flips the map around for him. <laughs> <laughs> just quietly just kind of...
4: <laughs> I am not a cartographer. Yeah,
0: this is why you needed uh, Flendak. If you didn't have Flendak you would have gone to... Yeah, to right. <laughs> so literally all you know is that you're going down a side tunnel right after the Five-Eyed Batron and you see a particularly notable side tunnel just down there that it looks like some of the Durgar were guarding even. So that's pretty much where you are going.
4: Well, it seems that we're we're heading in the same direction, at least for a while. We're also heading down that passage.
0: Interesting. Well, that is possibly very convenient. How about we strike a deal? If you are willing to, as you say, go down that side tunnel, that is actually where our trucks slaves ran. If you're willing to hunt them down, and not necessarily fight them, but simply inform me of their whereabouts so that we can uh, get a search party around, then uh, I think then perhaps we could uh, overlook your presence here. What do you say?
4: Well, I beg your pardon if we could have but a minute. There's one in our party that does not speak your language, so if you would allow us a minute to confer with him, bring him up to speed, then I'm sure we can give you an answer here shortly.
0: All right. By all means, talk amongst yourselves.
4: Kieran will turn back to Gideon and. Well, Gideon, uh, I think you're the only one that may not have understood what she was saying, but apparently they've lost some of their slaves, truck slaves, like that big creature over there. And she's saying that if we would help to find where the truck slaves are, not necessarily do anything about them, but just give her information as to where they are, then. They'll overlook our presence here and we may continue by unscathed.
3: Uh So Gideon doesn't shake his head, no, but he, he will say, I will not play the role of slave hunter.
2: Uh, neither neither will I. I'm, I'm not going to help some Druskar scum hunt down slaves.
3: So, sounds like we're given for a fight if there's no way out of it.
4: Well, I mean, Jessup hasn't given his peace yet. What do you say, Jessup?
3: Nah.
1: We don't do that down here.
0: I mean, technically we do. We... We do that down here. You just don't do it up there.
3: Yeah, technically, it's definitely done.
1: <laughs> no, just, so just down here. Your mothus starts at it goes. It's you know completely up into the atmosphere yeah. all the way down to and the and center no, of the core. Just
4: like yeah. any piece of ground that I'm walking on is near mothus, and we don't do that here. <laughs> yeah, we
1: don't do that here. You 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 dug a tunnel under mothus, even though it's maybe mildly older, but you know. <laughs>
4: All right, so with that, Kieran will kind of dip his head to the others, and then he will turn to her and say, Well, unfortunately, it doesn't seem my companions are willing to take that on, so is there any other way that we might be able to bypass safely without disturbing you and your group?
0: (sighs) Well, you do drive a hard bargain here. If you insist, I will pay you up front. If again, you don't have to fight them you don't have to capture them, just let me know where they are, I'll give you a thousand gold for each one that you inform me on I feel like that should be more than enough
3: she's not understanding <laughs> I love it, I love it I love it
4: I, I don't mean to make this awkward at all but I don't think they're really in it for the money I think it's more of a, a moral conundrum, if you take what I mean
0: i don't think i do um i don't think you realize how valuable trucks slaves are like
4: oh, trust me i who
0: in their right mind would refuse to reclaim such value i don't understand well, what you're saying
4: i i appreciate the value of a thousand coin you know i i get that a hundred percent i'm not talking
0: about a thousand coin trucks are worth far more than that
4: oh so you were lowballing us were you
0: No, but you're not having to fight them or anything. That's fair. We're the ones that have to capture them.
4: Right. I'm
0: not going to pay you the whole worth of a truck slave just to tell me where they are.
4: Well, I, again, I'm sorry to say, but I don't think that's going to fly with them. Is there any way outside of the truck slaves that you would allow us to pass by?
0: Well, she kind of turns to look at the others and uh, go ahead and roll me a sense motive.
4: Oh boy, here we go again. A good old plus zero on the sense motive. That is an eleven.
0: Okay, so Karen, you don't notice anything. Can we
2: all?
4: I would say Orin <laughs> and Jessup probably well, yeah, I guess nonverbal. Anybody well, who's I looking... rolled a
2: spellcraft.
4: <laughs> well, you didn't tell me we were <laughs> all rolling right. spellcraft. That's a lot better.
2: <laughs> oh my <laughs> Oh yeah,
4: the guy that can't speak the language rolls an at twenty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I sense I sense something's up. I don't know what's up, but something's up.
0: <laughs> oh, I know something's up. I'll tell you that much. Jessup and Gideon, this has nothing to do with language. You're looking at these as she turns around and looks at the others, and you see them making facial expressions. They are 100% communicating with each other, but there are no words being exchanged. There is some kind of like telepathic communication going on. And uh, after mere moments, she says... Well, I'm afraid if you're not going to look for our truck slaves, then the only thing that we're left to do is to use you as a replacement. And I need everyone to roll me an initiative check.
3: Classic bad guy. Yes! A six! Jace, so, um, are we good, bro? What? Are we good? Good for what? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Okay.
4: I'm confused but I'm also good. Thank you for asking.
3: Does he know that something happened then?
0: Uh, you might have felt a, a twinge. I'll kind of peel back a little bit. It's not a big deal. She had cast detect thoughts on Gideon as a spell-like ability.
4: Oh, snap.
0: All right, so everybody has rolled initiative. Uh, six for Oren, nine for Kieran, 17 for Jessup, 14 for Gideon. I have sorted this... Gideon's initiative modifier is a two, so he will be going.
1: Oh, someone's going slow. That's pretty quick for Gideon, actually.
0: Round one of combat. The orange Durgar here in the back goes first, and he'll double move forward. And then it goes immediately to Jessup.
1: Fifa step back. Free action. Wonders if it would have went better if Jessup negotiated. Just kidding. <laughs> Gassed. Haste. And spackurge, glass Jessup,
0: you cast all the things, and that's your turn.
1: Yep, five foot step, move action equivalent, standard. Done. Unless I can do my quicken thing again. Uh,
0: no. <laughs>
1: <But> then, yes, <laughs> two I cantrips. Uh, two, <laughs> cantrips. Done. two cantrips.
0: Okay, that brings us to Durgar Blue. who's gonna start moving over here, which then brings us to this lady, yeah. who is going to actually fly up into the air. Uh, about 30 feet up into the air, and she's going to cast a spell on herself. Again, you see no physical manifestations at all. You just see her kind of close her eyes, kind of concentrate for a brief moment, and then there are several images around her. You see minimum four images surround this lady, four images of herself. That'll be his, her turn. And Immediately after her, we come to Gideon.
3: Great. Well, there's no way we're getting out of this. I do have haste. We'll start with, uh, with buffs. We'll do Shared Wrath on the Lady. All right. And we'll make my Thing in Rejigee a flame. Divine Weapon we'll cast. Oh, wait. Divine Weapon's a standard action? Holy cow, I'm never going to do that ever. Um... <laughs> We'll do an invocation though, of destruction.
0: Alright. And is that your turn?
3: Actually, I don't know. Maybe Karen wants to charge. We'll do that.
0: That brings us to the other guys. We'll move up here. And red will then move up here. That brings us to Karen.
3: That's a line. The juicy juicy
0: line.
2: It is a juicy line.
4: Yeah, but it's
0: do you want to put yourself in some fun position? Yeah, that's I'm the okay. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with it.
3: I was just I the same player character. Do whatever you think Kieran would do, you know?
4: Kieran is going to cast Fly on himself. And he will fly up 20 feet in the air. They're
2: going to have an aerial battle. Alright.
4: So That'll be my. I I think I may. Oh, I have haste. Haste applies to fly, speed.
1: I think it's just movement speed in general. Okay. All right. Believe so. so.
4: All right. Cool. Because I uh, would ascend at half speed. I just want to make sure I could go twenty feet. Okay. That's my turn.
0: All right. Ooh, this is probably the most complicated creature that I've. Oh,
1: the big beetle.
0: No, I'm not even looking at... I'm looking at the her stats, not the beetle.
1: Oh, it's the Orange.
0: It is the beetle's turn, though, and it's going to double move up there. And that'll bring us to Oren's turn.
2: The beetle went where I wanted to go. Oh, that's too bad. Stupid beetle. You saw my line! You knew what I was doing! Um, let's see... What do I want to do now? Run away. You ruined the turn that I had planned. Like a coward. You got it. Double move away. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just going to do some buffing. Let me look at my buffs. Hang on. No, I'm going to begin casting a spell again. All right. And then I'm going to move to be next to Jessup.
0: Okay. That'll bring us to the top of round two. Orange is going to double move forward. Actually, he's going to stop right here just so that you can't five foot step at him. He's spark. And that'll then bring us to Jessup.
2: Jessup. Yes, them. Yes. I like to do that just so Sarah has to um, edit out every one of those. Oh, There's, about, 50, there's about 57 of them. They're all in, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jessup
1: will maintain performance. I don't know where Southern Twine came from. It's when uh, Jessup gets all flustered.
4: You see a hobgoblin step out of the shadows. Well, 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 what
1: well, do we have well. here? <laughs> Jessa paid him to under contract.
4: He's like, "Oh, were you looking for somebody to hunt down some slaves?"
1: Uh, what? How high up is Kieran? Twenty feet from where you are.
4: Yeah. Yep. Just up twenty straight up. Brandon is quickly Pythagorean theoreming. I am Pythagorean.
1: <laughs> I'm just making sure. I believe. I think we we all must be between uh, thirty feet of each other. So you're twenty up. Okay. Twenty five. We're good. Jessup can cast Good Hope.
3: Do it. Oh, nice. All, right. All the buffs.
1: Jessup can't do no mores. Okay. You, guys, you guys got this. Jessup will five foot step back. Jessup will move action, pull out his bow. Standard action, cast Good Hope. And that's it.
0: After Jessup, we have the first, uh, the, the blue Durgar here is going to... mm, Now that they're closed, he's actually going to step back and do his enlarged person ability. That'll be his turn. The flying lady is going to cast a spell. Again, like, she's not waving her hands or speaking. She's just kind of, like, closing her eyes, concentrating, and manifesting directly between the four of you, you see a wall of a... Okay, so it's described a massive veil of ectoplasm that roils with restless spirits. It appears between all of you. There, It's 30 feet across from the edge of the cavern into the water, and then it is, I think she could make it 40 feet tall, I think is with her caster level. So it goes all the way to the ceiling. It completely blocks off any passage from one side to the other unless you're going around through the water. And uh, she will then fly back about 15 feet, and that'll be her turn, which even then brings though, us to Gideon. What was that?
1: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, even though sh- we can't, I guess, do a spellcraft to identify her casting this spell, I mean, after it's been manifested, can you identify what that wall is?
0: Uh, yeah, so I was looking up. I, I guess I can kind of reveal a little bit. I was looking up how this works because she's a psychic caster. So it's, it, it says in there that there's it's purely a mental action. And I had read somewhere something about increasing the DC by 10, but I think that was for concentration checks. So I... Honestly, psychic magic is really confusing, so I'm not 100% sure how it interacts with spellcraft. So, so
3: I, I've so the the long and short of it is, even psychic magic, you can roll spellcraft on. I linked the frequently asked questions up above. Everything that does spell things can be identified, which, in my opinion, is a significant debuff to the illusion school of magic. But it is true that. It doesn't matter they always manifest some particles even if they're mental actions
0: so yes with that you are able to identify it as a wall of ectoplasm so like i said it draw forth a massive veil of ectoplasm that roils with restless spirits um it works a lot like all of the other wall spells um it has to be a continuous wall it can be Any dimensions, as long as it's within the total dimension that she's capable of casting. So 30 by 40 here, I think, is pretty much the limit. Um, uh, Okay. Oh, and uh, she would choose the side facing away from her as the, the spell effect side. So one side of the wall selected by you radiates deeply foreboding and menacing aura. Uh, from the writhing spirits within. So, she's pointing this towards Jessup and Oren. The range of this mind-affecting fear effect is ten feet from the wall's surface, so Orin would actually have to roll a, a will save against this as soon as the wall shows up. Um, and natural 20, you're fine, you guys. Rolling really good on the will saves this session. So, will save or become shaken, but you're fine because you succeeded. Each 10-foot square of the wall has two hit points per inch of thickness. Oh, great. And it's one inch thick per caster level, so you're looking at probably a foot thick or so. Um, And uh, it says that uh, a section of the wall whose hit points drop to zero is breached, but if a section is destroyed, the remaining ectoplasm in the wall immediately fills any such hole created, reducing the wall's overall size by 10 feet... But remaining a continuous barrier, so you can try to break through it, but it'll continue to refill until it kind of runs out of space. Um, and it is a a solid wall that does block ranged attacks and such. So
1: we can't see So we can't see through it, can we?
0: Um, I'm not seeing anything about it being opaque.
1: I guess my thing is, can I cast ranged spells through?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know if it mentions that.
1: So like I, I, I get I, I would assume like not that I can like magic missile you know it would hit the wall obviously but if I wanted to cast like a heal spell at a range can I do that through the wall as long as I can see them
0: I'm gonna say just for simplicity that it blocks line of effect but it does not block line of sight so if you have something that targets space if you have something that doesn't require line of effect then you're probably fine sounds fair to me
4: so, like, Oren could summon a creature on the other side of the wall. Yes, because he can see. He just can't do something that passes through the wall,
0: essentially. Yes, is how I'm going to play it. Because this, I don't see immediately where the spell are. Yeah, that's
3: fine. So it's like glass, basically, but like glass. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, it's a that's big,
0: hard. scary window.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very
3: scary. I
1: think it's harder than glass too.
0: So yeah, that was just the ending of her turn. Yes,
2: correct. And how big is the wall? Total?
0: 30 feet wide, 40 feet tall, and uh, a foot thick or so. Okay. It'll then bring us to Gideon. You see behind you that you have been
3: isolated. Uh, Looks like it's just you and us, uh, Karen. We're gonna go ahead and uh, cast Deadly Juggernaut. Alright. Which adds uh, plus one luck, which I don't think will stack with anything I have right now, so I'll have to keep track of that. And then he will... I think move to there.
0: Alright. Okay. That is your turn? Yep. Alright. That'll bring us to green, uh, who's just going to five-step foot up and full attack you. And they have everything that is important on. And it's just one attack. So he'll vital strike it. Cocked die, but it was so
1: close to a natural 20, I want to keep it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's still a good roll. That's still going to hit. That's a Thirty-seven.
3: That will hit, even if I cast hedging weapons. So I feel if okay. If you had
0: said that that missed, <laughs> I would have been so angry.
3: Uh, what am I supposed to do? Do you have haste on? I I have everything. I have haste, good hope, wrath, inspired courage. Anything I'm missing? Nope, I don't think so.
0: All right, so that is twenty points of damage. Okay. As the dwarven war axe slices uh, through a bit of your armor that'll then bring us to red who is going to try to move like this a little bit to get into flanking and one more vital strike this time with a flanking bonus same roll as before but because of flanking bonus that's actually a 39 Yep, that'll hit two natural 18s wow that's why I said if you said that I missed I would have been very frustrated because those were high rolls (laughs)
3: I can push it though. I'm gonna try. I can cast bark skin, and then I can cast hedging weapons. That'll be untouchable. You, yeah, you would be.
0: Uh, that is 25 points of damage. And then it is Kieran's turn. Might I point out, Kieran, there is a line right here.
4: <laughs> yeah, I would probably get in trouble if I use that line
3: right here. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if "in trouble" is the right word. Like I'm not like a school kid, but you know. <laughs> so, do what you gotta do, Kieran.
4: I will try something and see if this works. I don't know if it will work or not, but I will try to dispel that wall.
2: That'd be Ooh, helpful. That's Dude. I was thinking about trying that. I was thinking about trying that as well. We're on the same Dude. page.
4: Yeah, so if I don't make it, Orin, you'll get a chance. Um yep. so this is just a D twenty or basically a caster level check for me. So my caster level check is a 29 on a natural 19. Oh
2: That's not bad. Dude.
0: Uh, and yeah, the DC is just 11 plus her caster level. Yep. Yes. Yeah, she is not an 18th level caster, so... <laughs> oh my she, if
1: you God. said no, I would be like, we're out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, done. See we're ya. done. Good luck, guys.
2: You're gonna <laughs> need it. Did you get in? <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, it was an honor to fight by your side
2: we will remember you fondly
0: alright, so yeah, you are able to successfully dispel the wall of ectoplasm behind you you are All right. You have a move action
4: I will just continue hovering, which I think is a fly check so, I don't know what the DC is though DC I'm...
0: 15, I think, to hover
4: okay, I auto-pass that because I have a right. 16 and fly right now so
0: so yeah, you're 15 feet up, just kind of hovering
4: uh, 20 feet up, yep
0: yeah. 20 feet up
4: just hovering Yep,
0: just hovering alright after Kieran it comes to the beetle who doesn't have the range to do the other thing that I wanted to do so he'll just move up and make one attack against Kieran Uh, it has 10 foot reach and is a huge sized creature so I believe it can hit 20 feet up because space is 15 feet on its own Uh, that is not a natural 20 that is a natural 2 so that is only a 22 to hit
2: holy moly
0: yeah don't mess with this guy
2: has a plus 20 to hit don't
0: mess with that guy
2: uh-huh these
0: guys don't play around uh so that's going to mess i think which brings us to Orin.
2: so my spell goes off it's summon monster so i'd like my earth elemental please all right I'm gonna put him like right here
4: Orin's gonna start taking levels and summoner
0: <laughs> please don't
2: <laughs> right there i want him here
0: i don't Think you can do that because that space has the beetle.
2: I don't think it really matters. He has reach, so it doesn't really matter. Um, that, because that's the hard. earth
0: elemental is not like more than three small, three categories smaller than the beetle. I don't right. think it can share its space.
2: Occupy, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then he's gonna do some. Do I have to declare a cleave ahead of time, or
0: so... I think normally you do, right?
3: Yeah, or yes. It... Yeah, so it's like it's, it's, it's standard it's action. It's his own thing. Um, I don't think you have cleave set up because they have to be adjacent.
2: Yeah, I can hit the beetle and then hit this guy. Oh, yeah,
3: so that you guy, do yeah. To, you
0: do have to declare it because it is a standard action, so you cannot do a full attack. So you do have to say standard action, cleave. You make a single attack at your full base deck bonus at a foe within reach. If you hit, you deal damage normally and can make an additional attack against a foe that is adjacent to the first and also within reach, which you do have the yes. situation. You can only make one additional attack per round. That's right. So, you do have to declare it, but uh, you can make your cleave against two of them there
2: yeah we're gonna try and cleave the beetle first how many attacks does he normally get just one. Two, two. two. so what's the benefit of cleave i guess
3: you get your full bab against both oh, targets I
2: against both targets yeah well and i can yeah because otherwise case, i have to slam and i'd only get yeah. to slam the one right like i could just
0: you could target the slam against two different creatures the benefit here is that if you cleave you could potentially get two attacks as a standard action rather than as a full round.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
3: Cool. You can also then move.
1: I don't think we've ever done Cleave, so...
2: But I'll probably just slam, because I don't okay. plan on moving him. Maybe at least you get the 2PAB, though,
3: right? Yeah, high, but if you miss with the first, you miss both. It's a higher risk. Yeah, because higher yeah. because he's
0: using natural attacks and not manufactured weapons, his iterative attacks don't actually take a penalty. If if that was the case, Cleave would be even better, because... right your secondary attacks would be lower to hit. Cleave the is
3: pretty good like I didn't use it a lot low levels when you have to move you can get two attacks off which is really nice and then even two it helps scale through the mid combat because you get situations like this where I'm like mm, I have two iterative attacks but I rather just take the full BAB against these two enemies.
2: Am I in range of Jessup's Inspire Courage?
3: Yeah you just have to hear
1: and see it
0: You do but the, the elemental doesn't get it
1: Because I'm not speaking its language.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. Because the Terran. Yep. Forgot. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think if I go to uh, tongues
2: to speak it, then you guys get my bonus because then I'm speaking in Terran. Right. Because then you'd be in Terran. You switch back and forth. You do a little bit in common (laughs) and a little bit in Terran. Every other turn, you guys get my bonuses. Yep. um, Okay. Yes. You can
0: make your two attacks.
2: Yeah. And he's going to swing at the beetle.
1: The beetle.
2: The beetle. So here's his first slam for a 34.
0: A 34 will surprisingly hit your
2: target. Just
3: That's kidding. serious damage. Does that crit range for... No. Uh,
0: um, they don't have crit range natural weapons slam. always
2: crit on a 20. He doesn't benefit from destruction, does he?
3: Sure he would. He's my ally.
0: Yeah, yeah I don't think that one requires any uh, language stuff. Yeah, I
3: know. That's just Milani helping us out.
0: Unfortunately, beetles are immune to slam damage. Yeah, this yeah. one is
3: unique, but it ends if I'm killed, paralyzed, stunned, or knocked unconscious. 18. Okay.
2: And then here's the second slam. There's a 30 hit.
0: 30 will hit. Couldn't have rolled that good when you were attacking yourself. 22. 22 points of damage. Wow. Real good on the damage for sure.
2: 40 damage! Alright. Then Oren's going to...
3: The fact that you dispelled that is actually so good, Kieran. Yeah, it is. Like, seriously.
2: Oren's going to move up, even though it'll probably provoke. it provoke.
0: Ooh, yeah it does it does have reach so
2: wait wait wait, wait. oh oh can I, can I pull that back i already knew it was going to provoke i'm not pulling it back because of that i changed my mind on what i want to do is that okay
0: all right. got my eye on you
2: <laughs> i just want to pa- cast divine power instead of moving up this turn
0: all right you win this round
2: <laughs> okay and that'll be my turn Okay. I mean, I guess technically I could move up as well. Let's cast the spell, then move up. Because I didn't use my my standard action. I, did, I didn't Correct. use my move action.
0: Yeah, that's up to you. I could. <sighs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I am going to move up. I'll okay. go ahead and provoke.
0: Tackle opportunity here. 27. Misses. All right.
2: <laughs> Low roll. I was going to say, oof. Top seven, of the huh? round.
0: Brings us to the Durgar. Um Gosh, there's so much happening in this melee. This is like, it's this it's, is a battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there hey, is you a, did this to yourself. An actual skirmish coming on here. You're flanked by two of the others, so I think Orange is actually going to divert his attention to the elemental here uh, and try to see what the situation is on that. So he's going to do his full attack and everything on there. So this is going to be a 29 to hit the uh, elemental? Yes. And the second attack is a 28 to hit the elemental? Yes. So the elemental will take from the first attack 19 points of damage, and I think it has a little bit of DR.
2: It has DR 5.
0: Okay, so it takes 14. Uh, And then the second damage is same amount, 19 minus 5, so another 14 damage. Uh, And then it's going to actually five-foot step here maybe. It has really no reason to do that, but
1: why not? (laughs) Just looks good, I guess.
0: (laughs) Then we come to Jessup.
1: Jessup? Alright. Maintain performance and then... Oh, goodness gracious. Stuff is just spiraling out of control here. Alright. I will... We're going to do song of healing. so We're going to give fast healing two to the three amigos. All right. which is uh, myself, Flundak, and the Rock Elemental for sure
0: okay. So,
1: <laughs> Orn, Kieran, and Gideon all will have fast healing too while I'm performing and then Jessup will tactfully move five feet back and uh, I right. think he's got his bow out I can't remember if I did You if do not, have your bow out Okay. So he standard action cast uh, free action maintained just 5 foot step, so I'm good. That's it.
0: Alright, that brings us to Blue, who's actually going to do 5 foot step back and do a full attack against the uh, Earth Elemental. 28 to hit, and 17 to hit. I don't know if the second one will
2: hit deal. The 17 will miss.
0: Okay. So only one of those attacks will successfully hit, but deals decent damage. 24 points of damage, so minus 5, so 19 total
2: 19. Damage. Oof.
0: Yeah, these guys hit pretty hard when they hit Uh, that is his turn that brings us to her turn she's going to you see her hold a dagger in her hand and she again begins casting a spell mentally like psychics do and the dagger kind of lifts up in the air a little bit and then it shoots out because she cast telekinesis on the dagger and is going to throw it at somebody I don't know who I want to throw it at yet I'm going to throw it at Jessup, because he's no! right back there. No! Stop! I didn't do anything! That wouldn't be firing into melee, so... She's going to throw a dagger at Jessup with telekinesis. It says in telekinesis it is an attack roll. That is a 26. Crap, she hit me. The weapon deals one point of damage from the dagger itself, but because it is a spell-storing dagger, uh, I need a will save against the inflict crit- uh critical wounds? Serious wounds. It's like serious wounds. The third level version. 29! Okay, so you take half damage. 12 points of negative energy damage in addition to the one point of piercing damage as this dagger collides into you and exhausts its stored spell. And then she is going to fly kind of over here. After her, we have Gideon. You've got stuff going on
3: five foot step is going to fight defensively and try to hit the beetle he's going
2: All back right. to back with the with the golem. Mm-hmm.
3: that's what he's doing
2: or the earth elemental rather
3: 23 19 and a 36 okay
0: the 23 and the 36 will hit but the 19 will miss nice
3: so that is 19 and 20 damage I am not within range for Jessup's thing.
1: But Did you get me a fast healing too?
3: Not yet, but don't worry, I wasn't going to forget ya. you
1: because
0: I will have.
3: die <laughs> And again, um, just double checking
0: you already included the fight defensively penalty and everything Yes,
3: I, I have it here clicked off.
0: Uh, I thought so Alright, Beetle is still standing but uh, it's taking a bit of a beating
3: I also have... I, I made a buff for Deadly Juggernaut that scales, so, uh, so I've got that in there as well. And he's going to swift action heal up a bit.
0: I figured you might.
3: Very little bit, I guess. <laughs> a little bit. Just just a flesh wound. Not a whole lot of bit.
0: That brings us to green and red. So green's going to step up into flanking with the beetle. And same thing as before, full attack. With flanking, they hit pretty... They get, they get a good to hit. But a natural 2 is probably not going to do it. Nope. Uh, so that's going to miss. Second attack uh, is a much better roll, but it is the iterative, so I don't know if that's going to hit either. With flanking, it's a 26. No, so that's not bad.
3: Nah. All Sorry about right.
0: Red is then going to step back and go invisible. Oh. That brings us to Kieran.
2: All
4: right, Kieran will, uh, as a free action, will grow his claws and move and draw his glaive and get into melee with the flying lady, and will take a bite attack at her.
0: Okay, so you grew your claws. Did you say you drew your glaive?
4: Yeah, as move action, moving with my flying. Okay. So I know that she has images, so I'll have to roll a D6
1: you have to roll
0: a D5. D5. And a one will hit her. Anything else? A
4: one. Wow. All right. Of so
0: course it is. A
4: 31 to bite.
0: <laughs> a 31 will strike your target.
4: Okay. That is 18 points of damage. And...
0: What is your electricity? Oh, it's adding... Yeah, the, it's
4: adding the, the... So just five electricity.
0: Okay. So total of 23. Yes. All right. She loved that. Yep she gains temporary hit points whenever she takes damage.
4: What? What? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's crazy. What? Psychics, you know.
4: I call hex, Hacks! <laughs> hacks. Um, just because yeah, none of so us you... know how psychics work doesn't mean you can just make up your own rules.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you go in and you, you strike her and it definitely deals some damage.
4: Okay, cool beans. That's your turn? Yep, that's my turn.
0: Alright. Beetle is going to do the thing it wanted to do for a while and uh, is actually going to trample Unfortunately, I can only get Oren and Jessup. I can't sneak Gideon in there. I will take
2: my attack of opportunity.
0: Yeah, so the Earth Elemental, Gideon, and Oren would get attacks of opportunity. Uh, Jessup has a bow out, so he would have to do the reflex save.
3: And I'm still fighting defensively. Yeah, it's like power attack, I assume.
0: I believe so, yes. So a 23 reflex save from Jessup is actually going to fail... A 21 to hit from Gideon is actually going to miss. 27 from, I assume, that's the Earth Elemental is yes. going to hit. And Oren gets his own attack. I don't know. Okay, so 15 points of damage. For I don't Ooh, think I Orin don't... can miss.
2: Oh, but he he might crit.
0: It looks like a 30, so I believe that yeah. does confirm. All right.
2: <laughs> Ouch. <Ow>. Ooh, Max. <laughs> Jessup, too? Jessup, Ow. six damage. <laughs>
0: It's a good thing this thing had a ton of con because that was it had a lot it does not have a lot anymore
3: it's still up
0: it's still up I mean technically speaking it is yes what's it got like 200 <laughs> hit points did it get hit
3: with that six did
0: you get
2: that six on there Uh, yeah I do have the six on there yeah curses seriously that's it just that that was what like 2179 yeah a yeah lot. plus the like 100 that we already did
3: oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. It's,
2: uh. that's crazy it's very
0: hurt but uh yeah it has all right a ton of con and
2: 15 hit dice
3: try so, as you may gideon or uh jessup's still gonna get hit why do i refer to everyone as gideon I don't understand. well I don't
2: i'll i'll take my trample damage i guess because yes. you see us in yourself
3: maybe so or the other way around
0: all of you take the same name, and actually technically Gideon's going to be taking uh,
3: a lot more. <laughs> half? No. Half extra? <laughs> I'm not taking any. You said you could only get the two of them.
0: Right, you do only take half.
3: That's correct. Half of mine. Yes. So,
0: Oren takes 16 points of damage, Gideon takes 15, Jessup takes 31 points of damage as this thing.
2: I'm fine with that. That's a fair trade. I'm yes. I'm totally fine with that. 16 points of damage to deal... Functionally seventy. Well, yeah, it, it
0: dealt it dealt sixty two <laughs> points of damage total to the three of you, and you guys dealt like seventy. Yeah,
3: we traded up though because it was yeah, single yeah. target versus spread out. Yeah,
0: and at the end of the round, we have Orin. We'll have a uh, we'll we'll make your turn be the 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 final bit. So, uh... okay,
2: end of the round, Orin. What happened to the? Oh, he's invisible. <laughs> well, we'll start with the Earth Elemental. He's gonna make. Two slammy slams on. Has green or orange taken any damage? Either one of those?
0: No. I don't think okay. Okay. It's
2: been hit. so Warren's going to slam. Blue. Oof, bad roll. That's 17. going to miss. Ooh.
3: That'll hit. Roll a confirm. Critical? Yep.
0: Tentative critical hit against blue, but will not <laughs> confirm with a natural <laughs> one.
2: Die that one. <laughs> But you do hit once. I do hit once. 2d6 plus 8. Ugh. 13. All right. Yep. 13 points of damage to blue. And Oren's going to move down here. Swift action, use his cold. Uh
0: before you do that, you would provoke because it, there's the a invisible is, man. The guy is right here, so you would have moved through his threatened square.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: So he will make an attack of opportunity against you? Yep. Actually... He doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know that you're going
3: to catch <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my My devil no, brain right. started working no, the same. Right. <laughs> No, that's,
0: that's, that's the right call. He'll, he takes the attack of opportunity on the movement because he doesn't know for sure if you're going to cast a spell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I cast I, it up here and I'm
2: carrying it down, clearly. No, I was if he was
3: being real ruthless, you'd be like, well, technically he was ready to attack. When, so he's going to get the attack of opportunity and Then can gonna- <laughs> move. Yeah.
0: That is, with the bonus for being invisible, a
2: 40 to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. That'll put him down, probably. Flat footed AC. Uh, yeah, yeah. my flat foot is still 26, but yeah.
0: So you only take 16 points of damage because he was not doing any like vital strike or power attack or anything. I
2: like take 8! Yeah,
0: so you take 8, Gideon takes 8. And then you can complete your swift action spell casting. <laughs> Perfect so placement. reflex save, uh, that's a 19 from 1. Th- That'll pass. A 16 from 1. That'll so green fail. got a 16. And then orange Wait, got wait, wait.
2: A... He got a 19?
0: Red got a 19, green got a 16... Uh, Orange got a natural 20.
2: Do natural 20s always succeed on natural 20s? Always succeed, yeah. Okay, so he's the only one that passes then.
0: All right, DC 21? 20. 21. 20. Is this a six level spell? It's a six level spell, yeah. 20. Oh, and you've got a plus four to your wisdom, so it is 20. Yep. So go ahead and roll your damage. Red and green will take full, and orange will take half.
3: Jace, give six damage back to or six health back to the beetle. I noticed an error on my character sheet that I just fixed. Cheater. I'll I fixed forever. it. It's
0: perfectly safe.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is beautiful.
2: That's well above <laughs> average. Whoa.
0: <laughs> 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 49. Also, am I in
2: range of Jessup's thing now? His, his it, thing, Discordant Voice.
3: It doesn't work I on spells. I don't think that works on in- spells. Ah.
2: Oh, that's right, because we were talking about it for Magic Missile the one day. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, like he gets it on every Magic Missile. So there you go, 49.
0: All right, that is a
2: ton of damage to all three of them. And I still have a standard action.
3: You do, yeah. He already used up his uh, attack of opportunity, presumably.
2: Oh, that's true. Uh, Well, I'm just going to hit the guy in front of me. Red
1: specifically has combat reflexes.
2: Does a 37 hit? Yeah. 17 damage. Plus three, making even 24. 20. 20 damage.
0: Against red. Okay, cool. He's still up, but that hurt. And with that, we go to the top of round four. And I think that's where we will end it. We'll pick it up next week with the conclusion of this epic battle.